All right. So, welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Urban Society Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode for you. Before we get into it, though, if you're wondering what's playing in the background, that is none other than Emancipator, which is a group you probably never heard of, DJ, uh, band, I don't know, I actually don't know what it is. All I know is it's Emancipator, and the song is called Pancakes. Now, here in a little bit, it's going to do this amazing change-up. I can't wait for you to hear it. But sitting across from me, I want to go ahead and introduce to you my guest. Actually, brother, if you want to introduce yourself. All right. Uh, well, glad to be on. My name is James Malloy. I'm a, I'm a city planner here in the city. Um, probably biggest racing fan in the city as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, you know, glad we... Glad we can get this going. Hell yeah. No, this has been long awaited. You were actually on a podcast before, but the audio on that one, we just had complications and we didn't actually post it. So I'm glad you're back, guys. Like I said, for those of you guys who don't know uh, what you're listening to, this is the HNS Podcast. And matter of fact, it's the HNS Podcast, episode 43. I am your host, Herb. And behind me, like I said, the beautiful sounds of Emancipator. The song is called Pancakes. Go out there and check it out. And um, yeah, man, let's go ahead and kick it off there. See, when I was at, when I was at work, I was actually listening to this uh, to the song, and it made me want to go back and revisit the album a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you were saying you're not too too into music. Yeah. Like no. you don't keep up with new releases and stuff. But what I noticed is there is a huge genre, a huge percentage of musicians out there that just make like lo-fi music. They make um, you know music you can play on YouTube on reverb. They make house music. Like w- like what genre would you even consider that? I mean, I would I'd probably consider that within the lo-fi, huh. lo-fi sphere. Just, just like, just like it. beat, just like beat. Yeah, like know? just something you can kind of like listen to while you're working or to, even like working out or something like that. I to me, those artists never really get the shine. Like there's a, there's tons of um, music publications and, and bloggers and vloggers who you know their their whole job is to review music. Right. And I feel like artists like that that just make like in you know instrumental music they hardly ever get talked about well yeah i i feel like with that like you know like with a lot of things in mm. our culture lately people want something like mm. you know like a rapper like they want to see oh is he uh mm. you know what's his flow is he dissing xyz or they want some kind of like controversy that. attached yeah to like it. you know like that kind of music mm. like you're not gonna get much controversy unless they stole it from someone but it's a good point you know that's a good know, point, that, actually. That's just kind of my take on it. Because it's just it's so much more easier to market like a face, to market a band, to market like an aesthetic, where like groups like this, like what it's more like a vibe. Yeah, like I mean, it's, you can't really market that. It's mostly the best way to actually market it is just have it, have it on some bomb ass playlist. Yeah, and have literally. it just pop in and have somebody go, what "The fuck is playing Ooh. right now?" Like <laughs> yeah, what's that? Literally, it's like, "Oh, it's Emancipator." The fuck is Emancipator? Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't even heard of them before. You know, they got some good shit, now, man. But yeah, they man. got some good shit, and and that's just how I feel about. Have you ever heard of a group called like Pretty Lights? Uh, no. How about Bonobo? I've heard the name. But Bono- dude, there's like so many groups that are in this like weird pocket where all they're doing is making vibey instrumental music. And they are not talked about. And for some reason, it really, really dawned on me today. And I was like, you know what? Not only am I going to bring that up on the podcast, but I feel like I also need to make like an H&S short about it and highlight specific albums yeah. that I feel like really hold up. Like the way we say like, oh, Illmatic is a classic in the rap world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tupac's records are classic. Notorious Big's, you know, yeah, B.I.G.'s yeah. albums are classics. 
some of these records are classics in their world. Right, yeah. But... You'd never the, know. The way, like, those rap albums cross over and you have, you know, fans of pop music, fans of uh, rock music, just fans of music, period. They'll go like, oh, well, that's that. if that's that classic of a record, let me check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that spotlight needs to be put on bands like this, so. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. You know, t- just to round out this little conversation, guys, Emancipator, Pancakes, man, shout out to, shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody out there. We're just kicking ass, making vibey music. Well, we can just throw on our headphones, zone out. We can do our work a little better with you know? that's, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them a listen while I'm at work this week. I know I got a lot of catching up to do, so man, be a good time to speaking out. Speaking of, because I really want to get into into you and everything you were saying, because this is the first time I heard about you saying you were a, a racing fan. But we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're actually going to get to that. So let's, let's go ahead and just kind of push the rest of my music news out the way, guys. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, we've had a nice little week of releases. Um, just to kick things off, Steve Lacey dropped a project called Gemini Rights, and um, it's not a bad record. I'm going to give you guys a little preview. It's a song called Static. It opens up the project, but it's a, it's a weird one. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, you know, the cover is his face or a face of somebody's, who knows, with a recycling logo, which looks like it, and then horns that makes him look like the devil. So it's like... It's a really bizarre cover, but I feel like it very, it perfectly encapsulates encapsul- the music. It, you know, it really captures the whole sound of it. Because it's um, it's not a long project. There's only 10 songs on her, but it's dope. The vibes are just amazing, you know? You know, so for everybody out there who's fans of Steve Lacey, check them out. If you haven't heard uh, Steve Lacey, you're kind of listening to a little bit of it in the background. It's very, very chill. Very, uh, what's the word? Very subtle. It's It's called Static. But check out Steve Lacey. Um, also, I doubt we have any fans of this person on this uh, that listen to my podcast, but you never know. Lizzo just put out an album. Real, real quick, round of applause for Lizzo and Steve Lacey. Right? We got a couple more. But Lizzo put out a new record. I have not heard a single song off this record. But since it's been the weekend, it looks like there's a single on it that's pretty big. Let's at least check out the single. You guys ready? A little sneak peek. On HNS podcast, this is the first time, probably last time you're ever gonna hear Lizzo, <laughs> and it's it's funky. She wants to get you up. She wants to get you to dance. All right, that's immediately when I clock out. So she said, "It's bad bitch o'clock." I'm clocking out. But yeah, check out Lizzo, man. Check out Lizzo. Lizzo dropped a new project. And then for all my uh, Hispanic raza out there, I'm gonna touch base on this on the next um, HNS in Espanol episode. But Tercer Elemento put out a project, and it's kind of a flip of the name, except in Spanish, of uh, Mar- uh, Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine. It's called La Divinidad Femenina, except this project is dedicated to cannabis. That's how it starts off, guys. Urban Society Podcast, you know, we, we do some things herb, some things society. You know, we do a little bit of both. So shout out to Tercer Elemento for dropping a brand new album. And last but not least, I'm not saying these were all the records I dropped. Just at least the ones I highlighted for the day. Bella Porsche. <laughs> Bella Porsche. Just give her a round of applause without the song. Bella Porsche has managed to create a huge celebrity sensation after herself by simply just making a little silly face on TikTok. <laughs> the power of, of subtle... Um, what do you call that? Um... I wouldn't necessarily say lust, 
but she's attractive, right? So like the power of just subtle marketing, subtle selling, you know, the selling of sex, right? Because that's that's pretty much what got her that. Her, her she, she made tons of posts after that to the point where that now she has like what, 77, 77 million followers. 77 right? million that's people. Crazy, what the man. hell? 600, like 40 something saw her, like the one, the, the, the real famous one. That, off. That's like, just, dude, it's crazy. that's nuts. It's half a billion views. On a pic, on a video of just her shaking her little face around, what what somebody else would have potentially just put on their snap and deleted the next day, she has half a billion views on. That's nuts. And because of that, she got a uh, a record deal. And apparently, it's not the first single, but it's the one that I saw this week. And I was like, what the fuck? She had a song that dropped in twenty twenty one called "Build a Bitch." Of course, she did. And then there was a song called "Inferno," but that was a collab with somebody else. But now she's back with her second single, and it's called Dolls. And I'm not going to lie to you, in a festival setting, I can see this going off. Actually, fuck a festival setting. I bet this is going off right now in fucking girls' headphones, their bedrooms, the mall. Someone, someone's car. Claire, the car. I feel like we have just seen the beginning of Bella Porsche. And if it's been like a little over, what, a year, two years, and she's already a half a billion views on just that TikTok alone, it's it can be said that she's potentially going to be one of the most influential uh, celebrities moving forward. Because from what I know, she's pretty young still. So we've only seen the beginning of her. She's probably going to be in fucking in movies. Who knows? But I feel like this little single that she dropped... It's it's only gonna keep yeah she's twenty five years old, yeah. so she's only gonna keep building and building and building and building, and um, people love it. People also love that she was in the United States Navy. So, you know, shout out to that. Shout out to people out there working. It's working for you know, the country working for the gov. Well, speaking of which, you said that's what you do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh... man. Let's pivot. Let's pivot, guys. So for a hey, for everybody out there, round of applause one more time. All the musicians who dropped music. Big, big shout out to everybody. Let's go ahead and get into our guest, man. So, James, you said for work, you work for the city. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, so, well, without giving away the city, yeah, yeah, uh, much, I work in I work in the planning department of one of the biggest cities here in Woo. here in the metro. But essentially, I mean, to boil it down, I just kind of manage how things get mm. developed, where they get developed. You know, kind of how how it interacts with what's there. You know, just all that jazz, and then you know some other some other small stuff with that. But yeah, so, it's so can people easiest. blame you for not putting like the potholes and all the bad streets on the top of the priority list? Uh, no, uh, you would uh, turn your <laughs> that's turn, a separate turn, branch. Yeah, that's that's public works. They, <laughs> that's a separate branch. And uh, yeah, they uh, it's pre- like not me, guys. Pretty yeah. underfunded. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, damn, that's pretty crazy, man. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been an intern for. A year and three months, and okay. in August, I actually start full-time as right a full on. planner, you know, making the money, so... Hell it's, yeah, uh, right on. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, I can't I can't uh. complain about it. I mean, it, I, you know, it's... I like what I'm doing. Uh. Um, I mean, some of what I'm doing, I'm like, eh, uh. is this really important? But, you know, overall, it's been great, and, you know, great people, mm-hmm. really great city to work for. What made you want to get into that field? Well, so, it actually starts when I was young, um... Hmm. Like, my family used to rely on transit a lot because we were, for the most part, a one-car household. And I just kind of started asking, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, why doesn't this bus route go here? Why doesn't this Mm -hmm. go here on this day? Why doesn't... 
you know, so I just started kind of wondering why things Figuring didn't out, like the system. Yeah, behind. why things didn't click, and then I just started asking questions when I was like thirteen or fourteen okay. at like you know public transit meetings. But, <laughs> no um, way. But yeah, I mean, it so you kinda, would go to the actual meetings. Of yeah, where this is going on. Yeah, you guys were like really heavily relying off of this. So you not only were you like a like you said, not yeah, only were you using it, but you're like, yo, I want to understand this so we can make improvements on it. Well, and a lot wow. of people that's tight. Well, and a lot of people they don't. Um, you know, they don't necessarily like they'll complain about uh-huh. it, but they won't necessarily no like action behind it. Like you know, you can't sit and complain uh-huh. and then not show up to the meeting. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not going to change if they don't know. So, but yeah, I okay. just showed up, and then uh, someone from ATA like kind of took me under their wing. You know, oh, let me shadow God. them, and then you know, I just you know, I ended up. I figured you know, I had an interest in this when I was young. I might uh-huh. as well try to make a career out of it. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with it. And you're officially, officially about to start it as a career. That's awesome, yeah, man. No, that it's, is that's it's it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy to me uh-huh. to think because I, uh, frankly, like if you anyone asked you like five mm-hmm. or anyone asked me five years ago, I wouldn't have seen myself you know working a blue collar mm-hmm. government job. But that you is know, fucking cool. See, I've always had an interest in it, but more so kind of like as a politician or or, or given being an advocate for certain things and potentially giving them to the people who could make them happen. Mm-hmm. But that is amazing. Yeah, and I mean, we need we definitely need more We need more people that want to do that. Well, and I mean, I kind of feel like our uh-huh. society's devolved into this, I guess, sort of an apathy, uh-huh. you uh-huh. know, especially with the political climate the mm-hmm. last, you know, five years, you mm-hmm. know, contentious administrations. Like, a lot of people just don't care, mm-hmm. but, you know, they don't... A lot of people, I think, don't realize, you know, they have the power to make a mm-hmm. change on a local level. I mean, you know... Not not to get too far into the weeds mm. of like you know things like abortion and mm. stuff, but I mean you know your state elections, your local mm. elections matter. Like you actually got to like show up to those, get active in oh, those. Yeah. Like you can complain about Trump or Biden all day, but like yeah. ultimately your mayor, your mm. council persons, where They're you need to start talking, to you. They're, yeah. they're actually affecting your life. Yeah, yeah, so, man. I mean, that's it, you know what's crazy because like whenever you're growing up, you're you're either into politics enough to where you go out and vote. Or you're like the type of people that kind of get a little bit brainwashed. Like, I don't f- fuck all that. It's all just like, a, yeah. they're the puppets, you know. It's Everything's mm-hmm. controlled. It's like, well, yeah, at that level. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like you're saying. Yeah, because there's big money moving up there. Yeah. But at your local level, I it's mean. Like you can change this. Like, I mean, you know, literally anyone huh. above 21 right now could go file and run for a council seat. You know, you just got to you just gotta want to do it. But, mm. you know, I guess I I'll, just, I'll step off my high huh. horse there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's... It's a perspective that's definitely needed because, I mean, if you think about it, not not to now kind of pivot on a, on a bashing session, but most of our fucking society's kind of lost. And me yeah, being potentially I, one of the guys that's I lost agree. but fucking swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying, but I'm, you know, every now and again, I just fucking go underwater and I'm like, oh shit, I'm better ground. Yeah. But a majority of people out there are drowning. Now, nobody well, knows what the fuck they want to do. And everybody's just complacent with complaining and screaming into the void. But not really doing anything. Well, and I mean, I think I think social mm-hmm. media has kind of made it real easy to air your grievances. Because I mean, I don't, you know, obviously, I don't know how we don't know how it was back uh-huh. in our parents' days or grandparents' days. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of that conversation would just happen at the dinner table. Sure. You know, you know, someone would, you know, they you know, complain about the politicians. Mm-hmm. But now you can go to Twitter, you can go anywhere, and you know, tell millions of people that hey, fuck this guy. Yeah. You know, so I mean, on one hand, it's kind of. I think it's kind of a thing that's always mm. existed mm. in a way, like sort of like an apathy, but at the same time, like I really, you know, it's, it's a little disheartening to see because... Given how now we have the tools and resources right. to change. It, well, and see, here's the thing. We're using our resources to 
complain to as many people as possible, but we're not actually using our resources to say, hey, you know, why isn't this politician doing mm-hmm. this even though they said mm-hmm. they would, you know, like, you know, we can hold people's feet to the fire, but it's just kind of like we're, we're apathetic mm-hmm. and I, I don't quite understand it. I mean, what do you think it is? Do you think the United States is just kind of lost in hedonism? I... Because I've heard, look, because I follow a lot of people who are considered like good, like role models, gentlemen, good men, you know, who have like philosophical points of views and perhaps a more understanding on what could be going wrong. And a lot of them say, now there's two, there's two points of views. One of them's religious, one of them's like not religious. The religious one says it's the, the lack of, the lack of faith in the newer generations. And the non-religious people say it's the lack of family structure. I... I mean, I could agree with the family structure mm-hmm. thing to a certain, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you gotta, you know, if you're not coming from a strong support mm-hmm. system, you know, you're not. I guess you're not. Like, it's like a well conf- prepared, yeah, yeah. It's like a prepared, preparedness and confidence mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, I don't. I, don't, I mean, because shit, I mean, there's, there's households out there that you know, even even the household's not that not that supportive. What? So you'll be coming out of you know. Potentially both parents being there, but then you're just like, damn, that was a shitty household. Well, and like, I don't, I don't necessarily think we're, uh, huh. I don't think we're investing in people quite as much as we used to. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like we're investing in image, mm-hmm. like you know, you want to, you know, like everyone's trying to look good for mm-hmm. someone else, but no one's actually trying to, you know, ask each other like, uh, and this is just on a fundamental level, like, are you okay? You know, mm-hmm. you having a good day? Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything I can do for mm-hmm. you? Is there anything you need? You know, we're not really taking care of each other on that sort of a level mm-hmm. anymore. That's true. And now, I guess, again, we weren't around back then, mm. so I can't say it was happening back then, but, you know, there wasn't this, there wasn't as much of, like, a narcissism to try to get yourself out there, you know. No, be... I, w- I would say that it was definitely probably more around back then, because, I mean, we always grew up with, like, different tropes that I thought would happen more growing up, and it's like, you know, borrowing, you know, sugar from your neighbor, borrowing flour from yeah. your neighbor. We don't even know our neighbors now. Yeah, literally, like... It's like, so they, there was at least... Potentially, you know, you know, the apathy was there, but there was at least more of a sense of connectivity a little bit. Like, yeah, you, they, you didn't, they didn't have to love each other. They probably weren't friends, but I feel like you at least knew who people were. Well, and and now it's like everybody's a stranger to everybody. And on that, I feel like part of it's the fact that we're just so overstimulated with like media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I mean, you know, I can get on my phone and watch and do literally mm-hmm. anything I want to back in like 2000. You know, you, you couldn't, like, you know, like, you know, you had to wait for the dial up to fucking. Right. Literally <laughs> wait for the dial up, or, you know, you're just stuck to watch what was on TV, yeah. or, you know, but you'd go to places like a life mall. Was, life you, was more different. It was like, just. You'd interact more. You had to interact more, especially as kids. Like, I think we're the last mm-hmm. generation that actually, like, went and played outside mm-hmm. regularly and, we're like, right, met the neighborhood. Right in that, right in that, you know, where it transitioned. We're for analog age to digital age. Yeah. Because we were still out there. We were slingshots. We played hide-and-go-seek. We fucking probably wrestled in the backyard, played kickball, football. Right, Nowadays, like, do you, fuck. I mean, you don't see kids doing that very <laughs> nah. much anymore. And it's, it's I, again, it's disheartening. But, do you, uh, you know. It's connected to this conversation, but it's kind of a random question. Do you game at all? Do you have gaming systems? Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy, but uh, mm. once once I, you know, get going, I'm, you know, I'm hoping to actually, like, up, I don't... I don't want to say upgrade because, uh, you know, people get uh, territorial, but I want to go to a PC because okay. I could kind of do more, like, uh, stuff like modding out games and stuff like see, that. Hell yeah. Be a little, get a little more creative mm-hmm. with it. Now, the reason I bring that up is would you say that 
video games were kind of like the precursor to us being attached to our phones now? Not really. No? Well, and I think... Because even say, the people who are on their phones now, they're not necessarily gamers. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say more like having being able to connect through internet's mm-hmm. what helped us mm-hmm. that and making it so convenient. Because mm-hmm. like you said back then, you had to dial up, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes it was easier to just call on your friends. You have to use the house phone, right? Yeah. Either that or call a friend or go to the house, meet up, do something like that, rather than you know <laughs> just hit them up on messenger. You know what's crazy? Not to blow this completely out of point, but like you said, you know we did come from the analog age. That's about what twenty years ago, twenty five yeah. years ago. Not twenty. Let's say twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, about twenty. Dude, even then, twenty years ago, if they if they would have told us that we'd be able to FaceTime, oh. you think we would have believed it? I oh, mean, no, because we had what we had video cameras, we had handheld cameras. Yeah, we had to like had the cassettes, or maybe some of them had like digital. You connect to the computer, but probably yeah. not. But I mean, you. But. I mean, to think just how rapidly technology well, has advanced. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think we almost weren't prepared for it. At all. Because, like, I mean, literally within, like, 10 years, you went, like, from 2000, you didn't have, like, YouTube or anything like right. that, to now you got people like, like, Fred. And making a, fu- no, fuck Fred, like, dude. You got people like, making a living. Yeah, literally. On, like, like OnlyFans and YouTube and yeah, TikTok. Yeah, literally. Like, it's, it's like there's social media like for a job it's like whoa yeah and you would and you know jesus no no one would have foreseen that but i think i mean i think i think there can be benefit to it but i I just think we weren't exactly prepared for it and we kind of let like our narcissistic tendencies and our tendencies to want to show off kind of you know kind of cloud how we interacted with it no we because we hit fucking hard man we hit because i remember (laughs) were you ever on bebo or were you ever on MySpace? I was, I was like right after, right that after that. Time. So like, your first thing was Facebook. Yeah, like, like Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, like that, like twenty, like early twenty tens. See, I was on it whenever it was. I remember like AOL chat rooms. Yeah, dude, like Instant Messenger. I was on Instant Messenger. I hopped on Bebo. There was this weird one that was kind of like a mix between Bebo and MySpace, but I think it was like a. I don't know who it was, but it was the ones that, like Mexicans use more so on like the little fucking the shittier phones. Yeah. But it had access to the stuff. I mean, you could also yeah. make a profile page. And then I made a MySpace, and then dude, so I've I've been in it. You know, I've been in the social media age. And the crazy thing is, like back when YouTube started, I want to say it started what, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. Right? So like in two thousand seven, I was making YouTube videos. In oh, two thousand six, really? I was making YouTube. Oh, videos. Oh, it's crazy. So it's like, <laughs> I was a YouTuber before. Before it was actually a thing. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a content creator, man. I was one of the first people out there making content. <laughs> and what I find nuts about it is if I would, if I just would have kept on, yeah, because okay, so it launched in February two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So I, easily I had to have been making content two thousand seven. So yeah. I probably wasn't the first two years, but I was in there, man. And uh, I used to make stop motion videos with like my wrestling figures really? and shit. Yeah, Holy I used shit. to make. Um, so stop motion. I would make uh, little videos from like MS Paint. Out for a comedian, so I would like upload a comedian skit, and then I would just have like flashcards that would change. <laughs> Dude, it was nuts. Like if I Man. if I just would have kept up from Ooh. way back. And see the what's what's a little sad about that even is uh-huh. like content like that. And I'll, I'll plug a YouTuber, uh-huh. M. Lemon. He uh-huh. made like a really good sort of. He made like a really good 
like I guess documentary uh. about it, but like you know back then content like that like good content dropping like once mm. every two weeks or something was good but now since like everything has to fit to an algorithm like you couldn't like you couldn't pull that off oh today. yeah not anymore you know it's but you know it's just but yeah that's crazy that's crazy that's, man yeah wow. I, I mean i just to think that there's people out there that fucking get famous and and manage to live their whole lives off of literally just making content yeah that's like shout that's, out man that's Put, bonkers shout boy. out to them man I mean, I listen. You can make it work very far, but yeah, but at the end of the day, like we're saying though, I feel like that, despite how how cool of a job that is, despite how uh, I guess free it is, they're potentially feeding the problem. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So we actually need more people out there wanting to get more politically active. Well, and I mean, and if. I feel like there's a bit of a there's a bit of a hesitancy mm. because you know s- sort of speaking about how you feel mm. like you know if you don't feel mm. you know, a certain way or you have some mm. interesting views I mean you're gonna get ratioed I mean, you're getting you know you're getting hammered I mean but I mean it's, and it's weird because right. like politics I mean you know when the you know when the Supreme Court mm. overturned Roe v Wade I mean everybody was on social talking about mm-hmm. it but it's like everybody's opinionated like but you don't you don't see these people actually like and i'm not trying to you know dig on anybody mm-hmm. but you don't see anyone actually like saying like you know on a local level like hey you know they're trying to put this you know bad land use mm-hmm. here what are we going to do about it well mm-hmm. no, you don't see that but yeah I mean, people again it's it kind of feeds into our like i guess like you know, want, everyone wants controversy. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants something to really get mad about, but no one wants to really like start addressing things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't, I don't know if you attrib- can attribute to just laziness or the fact that it doesn't really fit in kind of how our society's gone with like this narcissism yeah. we have. It's, it's definitely the narcissism. I mean, because we just gave props to all these YouTubers and shit, and you know, we talked about how cool it would have been. When you ask, let's say you ask a thousand kids that are like high school age, then you know plus. Let's say you ask about a thousand kids, high school age, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or what do you want to do right now for your career? How many of them are going to say rappers and YouTubers? Rappers and TikTokers. <laughs> rappers and influencers. Too many. It's like, they either want to make... The ladies will probably either fund a, a, a yoga spot, do nails, do hair. The men want to either be rappers, musicians, or something else that's, you know, that's simple. No, nobody thinks... I want to I want to be like everybody wants to be an influencer but nobody wants to actually influence where they could. Yeah, and that's And that's local politics. And that's and that's so it's, it's silly, it's a, right? Well, it's a strange thing, it's, you know, and I mean, admittedly I, I sort of hit my uh, mm. what do you want to call, I guess, political cringiness mm. back in high school, mm. so like now I've got now I've got a much more um I guess broader understanding mm. of things, but like a lot of kids again, they just, you know, they fall and this is something that social mm-hmm. media has been bad for. It's mm-hmm. like they just fall into this controversy culture. And I, you know, I just, I re- and I really don't know mm-hmm. how you're supposed to even, you know, you know, stop people. I mean, people want to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know how you, you know, encourage people to do more things because I, I don't. Feel like it'll, I feel like it comes. With maturity, once people start aligning, it's because, man. I mean, if we're if we're being really serious about it, the people the the reason people would want to change politics 
is because of the shit that's really fucked up right now. Like, the fact that rent, gas, food, transportation, everything is fucking skyrocketing. It's, but everybody's still getting paid the same. And I, um... And that that takes me back uh-huh. to something I learned in well got saw in my econ class uh-huh. I took two years ago and this was even before inflation went out of control and mm-hmm. you know the effects of COVID really hit but like production production you know by us has you know kept mm-hmm. kept going up but our wages kind of like you know stagnated, stagnated. Yeah, it just didn't and change. you know I guess part of that can be attributed to the you know. Uh, union busting which lately here though you have seen like a union, More union startup like you know starbucks i know the starbucks mm-hmm. on maine and the one in shawnee they recently you know unionized. went on strike and mm. you know for trying to unionize but places like amazon and stuff i mean they i mean you, you say union they're you know they're throwing you out the door yeah, it's, it's a bad word isn't it? so it's <laughs> you know it's a bit you know, of what? uh yeah it's you know it's a bit um i mean i mean just on a wage, mm-hmm. like just in terms of wages, like it's, you know, it's definitely a corporate pop problem. But you know, so you think it's just greed? Oh yeah, I mean, it's like why not? Why not get paid more? It's like, well, yeah, guys, I'll I'll rake in the majority of the revenue, and you guys will just keep paying the same. Well, and see, and that's, and there, there's a bit of an irony to it because you know a lot of times I know a lot of us will sit mm. and say, oh, you know. The people that own Walmart or Bezos, he makes, you know, they make all this money. Why can't, why can't they share it? But it's like, you know, they're thinking the same way you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're like, well, how do I make more money? We're Mm -hmm. also thinking, well, how do we make more money? Which, I mean, again, it's, it's one of those deals where it's like the people with all the money and power, it's kind of like they, they beat the game. They won the game. Well, well, no, they've they've uh, developed cheat codes and have absolutely <laughs> cheated it to hell. Fucking modded the shit out of like. Like I mean, you know, like because I mean, theoretically, like uh-huh. you know, the you know, owning like I don't know, like I don't know, like you know, back in the sixties uh-huh. and stuff, you had like these small little corner uh-huh. stores. Even in our our age, like you had these like mm-hmm. small like you know your Apple Market and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But now, like you know, you don't see any of the small mm-hmm. stores anymore, and you could you couldn't open one. I mean, mm-hmm. you try to open one, you're you're probably gone within a year because. Oh, yeah. You, you can't beat the prices because, you know, like, someone like Walmart can buy it, like, you know, like wage a, for half of what you're buying it, and then you got to sell it more, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it, they've got a real... They really monopolize. They, they mean, really, they... Well, and then the problem with that, you can't even break the monopoly up because yeah. they're paying your pol- they're paying your p- politicians on a federal level, mm-hmm. so it's... I mean, it's... it's see, I, I, it's see how it's easy for people to get apathetic mm-hmm. because when you put it like that, it's like... It's like fuck, man. It's a rigged game. Like, yeah, what the fuck are we to do? It. Yeah, but I, I, it's I don't know. Little, it's the little I mean, battles. It's like they say. It's like you can't win the war, but you can. Well, no, no. Wait, what is it? Like you won the battle, but I won the war. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, it's like these are these are like the battles that we're having, but they have to realize that these the real war is happening in your inner city. Like fix your inner city, fix yourself, fix your community. Well, yeah. And nice. then that will eventually resonate. I mean, because man, I don't think people still understand how like. The electoral college works. I don't think people understand people voting don't. in the primaries and how important that well, is. Well, hell, I'll, I'll go out and say people don't understand how our Supreme Court, court works. I'm going I'm to say something a little unpopular mm. here, but the Supreme Court, I know what's coming. The Supreme Court did not take your abortion mm. right. All they said is, we don't make law. Your state representative, mm. which a lot of people might not know, mm. they're the ones that voted and said, 
you don't you can't abort this mm. kid but like the supreme court just said which rightfully so by mm. the way they said we don't make law you know we're not like, an elected yeah, like body it's up to you know we're not gonna we're not gonna make law now you know your state representative mm. your you know national rep they they're the ones that need to go in and say hey we want to make this law that you know a woman has a right to choose so but so come on, guys. The fight is not against the federal level. It's get out there nationally. It got there locally. Talk to your fucking senators. Talk to your congressmen. Yeah, I mean, well, even like you know, you because right now you know you can call up your you, mm. you know look up your council mm. person if there's something you don't like, even if it's as small as mm. this field has a bunch of trash in it. You can call you can call your local uh, council person or commissioner mm. and say, hey what's the deal like mm. what, what what's going on and i'll tell you from experience those commissioners you know they do get in our ear like you know no, they will say it, hey yeah they'll say hey but what's what's going on here why, why is this guy complaining about hey, hey the people are complaining yeah come on and just so, right now people aren't complaining to the right channels right and they're and, complaining to their to the echo chamber, they're complaining to social media. They're complaining to each other. Yeah, and I instead mean, of just saying, "Hey, man," you just gotta start small. Like even things like you know the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. You know, it started. Well, I mean, it started in so many places, but I mean, you know, it's attributed a lot of it's attributed to a busboy kind of Montgomery. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it it can start that mm-hmm. small. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta want to do it. But you know, that's again, I, man. We'll, I don't we'll, want to. I don't want to be on my high horse about that. Well, I mean, look. Speaking of speaking of local governments and speaking of the recent overturning of Roe v. Roe v. Wade, you guys can't be too pissed about that, right? So go out, talk to your local representatives, and see if you can make a change. Because I recently found out that there was a city out there, there was a state out there who did make a change. And that's Ohio. And Ohio does not take nobody's fucking shit. They recently passed a new bill that now allows for women who are impregnated by people who they did not want to be pregnant from to be able to sue for the pregnancy. So, hey, if you don't want to fucking get a... If you, if you can't abort, at least get your money. At least get your motherfucking money. <laughs> you're getting your first payment for being pregnant, and then you're getting child support after that. So, guys, be careful. Don't do dumb shit. Amen. Women, get out there and vote. Because, like we said, everybody actually get out there and vote. Uh, but... Ohio did it. Ohio's representative said, "All right, you know what? Fuck it. We're we're gonna we're gonna do our own little local push." And they did that shit. They're suing. They're suing for pregnancies. How do you feel about that, man? You think that's a funny response to everything going on? Well, I, I guess my only question there would be, what do you mean by unwanted? Like, you know, like you know, it was a con- like, did they do it consensually but didn't protect? You know, that's that's my only that's concern a- about it. Because I mean, if definitely if it's something un non consensual, I mean, the guy needs to be put in prison and you know get his get his thing full chopped off but you know if i don't know i mean it, it makes sense but like especially if like you know the guy tampered with it or if he's trying to like trap you with a pregnancy but like if it's like i don't know you you dated and that, but you know just well for right now accidents. these are like the five kind of main points that they're that they're saying about it so they're saying it, it's intended to allow Ohio- ohioans to sue over unintended pregnancies and if found guilty, the impregnator would have to pay more than five thousand dollars in fines, and be responsible for all the court fees for everybody going through uh-huh. it. Wow! Currently, the heartbeat bill takes precedent in Ohio and doesn't make exceptions for rape and incest. Wow! So those two, 
and the bill would function much like current child support laws. And it's still in the early, early stages. But, uh, no, this could be big. Yeah, this I mean, could... that's, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess that's a case, though, where it's, like, well, you could just let the woman, I think, I think, I mean, you just let the woman abort the baby, you know, you know, it's her choice, let her abort it, and then make the guy pay for it, or, you know, sue and have him pay for it, I, I could think. Like, I don't quite understand why, why... the baby still has to be born. Right, I mean, because the woman don't want the baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just going to be a bad childhood, mm -hmm. and then, you know, harken back to what you mm -hmm. know, we were just talking and about. They don't want to be fucking rappers and YouTubers. And then the cycle, <laughs> and it just, <laughs> just continues. Kidding. But well, it's, it's true, though. You know, I mean, it is. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's... It's true. I mean, that's that's a lot of the aspiration, especially if you're coming from a broken home. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, you don't, like, you, you just want to... I mean, because if we're getting down to the root of it, like we were saying a minute ago, like... While everything's getting more expensive, fucking college is doubled. Fucking housing is almost impossible to get. Everybody's head over heels fucking in debt, whether it's from the college that they did go out there and take and, you know, do. Or medical debt. And, like, who fucking knows? But every, the country is drowning right now. So, of course, everybody's go-to desires would be, first off, to survive and to be able to actually think rationally. You need to survive, right? So, they, so they're broke. Everybody's broke. Everybody wants money. Mm -hmm. And what's the fastest ways we all see that our people get, are getting the bag? By being these influencers and being these fucking YouTubers. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that we're shooting low. It's that our sights are only set on the bag. That we're shooting... How do I put this, man? It's just... We're blinded. Yeah. We're blinded. We're blinded by by the money instead of realizing that there's other stuff that we could be doing in life that will get you what you want, will also give you security, if not more. Because some of the things that a lot of people don't that a lot of people don't actually know about these rappers and musicians is that, yeah, they're rich as fuck. But guess what, guys? They're independent contractors and stuff. So that means their tax situation, their benefit, they don't have no benefits. Yeah, they probably don't have any medical insurance. So unless they're sponsored or contracted by a company that is now paying them to make this content you're better off getting a fucking job that gives you your life insurance gives you your 401k gives you benefits well, holds you back like i mean not hold you back holds mm -hmm. you down well and then not to mention that i mean a lot of a lot of things people don't realize about that is you don't even have security like family like you yeah like, i mean how many of these influencers really like have i mean I, i'm sure some of them mm -hmm. do and this is an overgeneralization but a lot of them don't actually like have that you know support family system, and man. support system and that and that it's if, mostly just well and that if anything around them wanting money well that if anything you know it kind of attributes to some of our unhappiness because mm -hmm. it's like everyone's trying to chase the bag you know just, again not really a lot of support system mm -hmm. so it's I don't know I just we're chasing the bag but we don't re we don't realize that we really need to chase happiness and just right just you gotta do shit that love makes you and happy, peace man. it's like and it's nuts man because like I've never been one to say video games and music are influencing people to do the wrong things that are influencing these mass murders, influencing all this. But man, if I was an Aztec warrior that somehow was able to understand everything going on right now, I just never knew about it. And somebody brought me and sat me down and said, this is the music that people watch. This is the video games people watch. Look at our society right now. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up a bit. I actually just... For for my um, anthropology class, uh -huh. I Ooh, I love anthropology. I literally just kind of 
wrote a paper and it was comparing funeral practices and uh-huh. I chose to compare this thing called a fan funeral and then like you know so it's like mm. you know branding a funeral you know putting like you know, Chiefs logos all over your headstone and crap like people that. do that yeah yeah it's it's weird but uh, by contrast there's like a, a fan funeral it's called yeah it's like a fan so it's just funeral. like somebody really fanning out yeah like someone like you know uh, at first I thought like a fan like I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, but no, I, was thinking I mean, no, no, we're talking like you know, big Chiefs fan, Royals fan, stuff like that. Um, actually, the professor of my class kind of she did some of the research on it, but we compare. I compare that to right. like uh, one of the Amazonian uh, tribes called like the Wari tribe, hmm. and and like some of those tribes that ha- have had limited contact to the outside world. But you know, the difference in hmm. practices is so crazy. Like some Americans, you know, they want to you know almost worship a mm-hmm. brand more than the person. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like these disconnected, these disconnected um, tribes and cultures, mm-hmm. you know, so much focus is at, like on their funeral services, so much focus is placed on how's the soul after death? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we treat the person? How do we, you know, how do the mourn, how do the people grieving deal with that? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they've got such, you know, they play so much more importance on... It's almost like a grounded spiritualness. Yeah, like, you know, they're more connected to spirituality. Meanwhile, here, I mean, you know, even even someone that's not going to the mm. extreme of trying to brand their funeral, mm. but it's like, you know, how, how often are we trying to worry about... We want the best mm. stuff. We want this high-quality stuff. That's true. Know? It's got to be this grand thing. It's like, I mean, sure, but it's like, you know, how... Like, are we actually... Mm. You know, so it that, just kind of that contrast mm. is interesting. Yeah, and man, so we just got all a bunch of fucked up valleys. The, the other thing that's sad is that I feel like we're so desensitized to death now that, like, do we ever really even grieve now? No, it's just I feel I... like we just kind of say, rest in peace, our condolences, damn, I'm sorry, thoughts and prayers. But where was the celebration of life? Where was the Ooh. actual mourning, the actual grieving? The... Well, and, I mean, I think some of that, I mean... And this kind of harkens back to high school and kind of a conversation, you know, the boys and mm. the boys and I and you had on uh, on the original podcast. Mm. But like, you know, I mean, we, you know, the school we went to, I mean, even dirt, like even while we were going there, like, I mean, we had like five students die. And it's just kind of like, you know, since you're so since you're around that kind of stuff and like, you know, obviously you're seeing mm. like, you know, schools getting like, you know, having atrocities happen. I mean, it's kind of like, what do you what are you even going to how do you even how do you? Well, I mean, and as a young age, I mean, it's like, you know, like, oh, this guy you were sitting next to in class, I mean, you know, he ain't going, like, you know. He's not coming back tomorrow. Like, like he's he's gone. It's it's just like, I don't, and I mean, you know, I never knew any of these people personally, so it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe people closer to them had a little more warning, but it was kind of like, you know, you just saw all these people, like, you know, dying so early, and it's just, you get desensitized really quick. Yeah, and man, I feel like that's just... It's happened more in reality in the last 10 years or so since all these atrocities kind of kept popping up. I mean, because we all knew about Columbine and VTech, mm-hmm. but then it just out of, out of nowhere just kind of really sprung up a lot. But before that, man, I feel like the conditioning from the media and the, and the, and the content that we take in, it can't be, it can't be healthy. Well, and, and I think there's been a bit of a, there's been a conversation about like, mm. you know, like when CNN and all of them were, you know, out there at Columbine for days on end, you know, talking about the boys mm. and stuff. I mean, there's a certain over glamorization. Right. Yeah. That, that and 
like, you know, some of these people are seeing this, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, they're a loner that wants to, you know, you know, just, you know, make the score mm-hmm. even. They're like, oh, I can do that. Well, I could do that, too. And then, you know, suddenly, and I know a lot of these guys don't, you know, in their stupid manifestos mm-hmm. they post afterwards, they're like, oh, we don't, um, you know, this this wasn't about fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, but I mean, studies have shown it's... Some level... Know, well, because a lot of what they say, it's like I wasn't respected, mm-hmm. no one noticed me, no one cared. So it's like you know, there's that mm-hmm. I want to get noticed, mm-hmm. and you know, CNN's gonna run my face for the next three <laughs> weeks. So fuck it. Yeah, man. I the more and more I just see about that shit. Like the sickening thing is that I mean, it wasn't a school, but it literally just happened again. Was it last weekend, two weekends ago here at Westport? Oh uh, yeah, they, they uh, house and shot up. Yeah, they. Um, it's like man, it's like people right now with guns. And and the temperament, they throw in the heat, and like we said, everybody's they're not we're not getting paid good, man. It's well, yeah. people are just, and it's well, and and then it's like, and then you got people, and then you know you start getting situations like mm-hmm. you know like, you know like what happened with Trayvon Martin, like you know he got shot by the neighborhood watch guy, but now you got more, you know people seeing people you know getting shot up in like ale house and stuff. And then now you got people saying, well, I need a gun to protect myself. So now you got even more people, you know, just popping off, shooting each other. And it's just, it really, it really just starts to kind of devolve. And I don't know, like, I, you, you could almost say it's like, what, like, what's it called? Like postmodern, not postmodernism, but like a late stage, like a late stage America or something like late that. Stage yeah, late, yeah, some, late stage capitalism. Yeah, late stage. Late stage capitalism, yeah. late stage like American society. Like once everybody becomes such a consumer where all they do is consume, consume, consume for themselves and they are their own little algorithm, their ads are catered to them and everything Dude, is catered to them. Everybody becomes their own little isopods and nobody fucking talks to nobody else. That can be healthy for us. No, it's that, definitely that's not. not. And then, and then we think about all the future shit that's coming out. We got like the Neuralink coming out. Oh, yeah, we got that's that's. Have you, so you know about that, right? The I, Neuralink. Yeah, like they want to fucking implant you. It's like a little quarter-sized uh, implant in your brain. Now, just just, just level with me here uh-huh. for a moment, because actually, I actually had someone I know like. You know how every now and again, like, you know, someone who ain't hit you up in a while, uh-huh. you'll, you'll get that text, hey, yeah. and you're like, how you doing? And then it's like, you know, a couple texts in, you're like, this is, this person's been hacked. Yeah. But it's like, uh-huh. we can't even, you can't even stop your own uh-huh. Instagram from getting hacked. What's this, I mean, uh, wait till your Neuralink gets hacked. You, you want to, you want to see fun. No, that's you, a good point. So I, I don't know. I think we're going, we're going way too far with that. It's like, I don't think we need to be, I don't think we need to be developing like that. It's, it's just not, it's not healthy. I mean, it's. And then again, you're just more connected to shit like that. It's just well, check this out. I had me. I've played this song twice on the podcast, but the reason I'm gonna play it one more time is because you know how I mentioned earlier, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. And you're into lyrical rappers, so I'd recommend you listen to this album at least once. It's called Drill Music and Zion. Yeah. But the song Gotti. There's a line in here where he says uh, he's talking about you know the Neuralink and stuff. And he's saying just that. He's like, in the future, which is not a fucking distant future. It's like in a year or two. Our worries are going to have to be whether or not... It's like, we're going to have to be worried about people hacking into our Neuralink, downloading our dreams, downloading yeah, our fantasies, dude. our hopes and aspirations. And make... Like, can you imagine somebody sitting at home right now? He's broke. He probably wants to be a rapper or a YouTuber. He does, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna call this this episode rappers and YouTubers. <laughs> but he probably wants to be a rapper or a YouTuber. 
And, he, you know, he, he doesn't have a good job. His, his life kind of sucks right now. He's getting paid a little bit. You know, it's just, it's, it's nothing. And he probably has the most beautiful idea that could save the world. But if he had the Neuralink in there, the Neuralink would download that shit and say, bam, badass idea. Let's send it to the headquarters. The headquarters can now implement this idea with a business and LLC it and patent it and all this bullshit. Yeah, and that the... poor little fucking bastard who had the idea. Yeah. And and then he'll be sitting at home being like, damn, I thought of that. I should have. That's like, Think about it. All right, dude. Oh, shit. We just stumbled into a good conversation. Okay. <laughs> what... What are your thoughts on aliens, bro? Honestly, honestly. Hit me hit me with it. I mean, I'll be real with you here. I don't have a lot of thoughts on them. And so you don't believe in them right now? You don't think that they've came here? You don't think UFO don't, sightings are real? No, I don't. I'm not going to go that mm. far. But I mean, I just, it's uh. it's it's almost like religion to a certain extent. Absolutely. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, sure, there's evidence mm. of it. I mean... But I mean, like re- with religion and aliens, it's mm. kind of like all. Oh, you it's have like, to have faith in it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think any alien looking, especially oh. on an American society. Okay, well, hold on. Then. How about Sasquatch and shit? Because they kind of fall in the same. I don't, I don't believe Sasquatch. Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. No, I don't, I don't believe in any. Ah, oh, dude, hold on. Let me make you believe with just one simple way okay, of saying okay. it. This is the reason I believe. I'm, I'm not saying I believe or like. I'm going to be out there looking for fucking Bigfoot. I'm not going to be a UFO watcher. Right. I will tell you, and I'm not just saying this just to say this. I do, honest to God, bro, that I feel like I saw a UFO. I mean... It was a, it was a sighting, but that's not why I believe. I've always believed, but I felt like I seen one and I couldn't explain it. It may have been something else. may have been a reflection or an illusion. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw it, it didn't make sense to me. But I'll get to that here in a little bit. The reason I believe that Bigfoot, Aliens, Loch Ness Monster... Chupacabra, etc., 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 could could exist. At least in a one of one form, lived once, became a myth, died out, and everybody talks about it. Is because genetic human mutations happen. Yeah. Think about the Wolfman in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I guess think about you got all the people who are there. in Ripley's. Like, if if genetic mutations can happen of one of one, sometimes who knows? People become albino. Somebody's born with a sixth finger. Why couldn't maybe? A bear just been born with an upright back. Or, or you know, shit like that. You know well, what I'm saying? see, I, I want you to know it's probably the most convincing argument I've heard about right? it. And no, no cap. And like, I don't feel anybody ever says that. Well, but, again, everyone... Like, genetic everyone wants, everyone wants the spectacle Believe, of yeah, it. yeah. It's like, everyone wants, the, oh, the Loch Ness Monster. Or, like, huh. let me get that, let me get that yeah. picture of Bigfoot. But it's like, you know, okay, rationalize it to huh. me. Like, I mean, that's honestly the most convincing argument I've heard. Like, yeah, genetic like, mutations happen. So yeah. why couldn't it have been a one-of-one and okay, then now it's just yeah. talking about I, I can buy but, that. Now, this is where I'm going to blow your mind a little bit with the alien thing. With the alien thing, I feel like... Okay, so what I've picked up from this podcast, because you haven't actually said it at all. You're not religious, right? Um, I mean... More like I, agnostic, like you believe I, in I a higher power, but... I don't know where sure. I'm at with uh. it, because... And... I don't know. I, I could save this. F- huh? Let me hear your alien take that. Okay. I'll kind of go into okay. that. Well, the reason I believe in in that is because not only do a lot of different things that are in the Bible that people say are like, you know, a- angels and stuff like that, they refer to as creatures from the sky, which is what we call mm-hmm. angels. But then the reason I ask whether you're religious or not is because if you're not religious, then the opposite end is you believe in science. So then the question comes, you know, of evolution. How did we become from apes to where we are now? People say it's the missing link. I believe in a, in a theory that uh, this gentleman named Terrence McKenna actually proposed. 
he proposed the stoned ape theory. So he said that through evolution, fungi has always been here on the planet. Right. Through evolution, monkeys eventually started eating psilocybin, and psilocybin knows to create neural pathways, eventually make mm-hmm. you more, you know, more uh, empathetic. It yeah. makes you more, you know, reasoned. You know, like you, it just trips you out, makes you yeah. intelligent in a, in a mm-hmm. weird way. So he believes over millennia of you know the creature slowly fucking around with it, fucking mm-hmm. around with it. Maybe not millennia, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Um, that the psychedelics was the missing link that took us from apes to human. Uh, or it made us want to start farming. It's like, oh, if this get, if this makes us feel this way, then let's. How do we make more of it? So kind of like it, it turned on the light that made us agricultural, and yeah. then eventually after that became the tools and all that. So, the other theory is that there was, if you follow the biblical take, the biblical take says that a creature came from the sky, or at least with 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 Jesus and stuff like that, that it impregnated through artificial insemination or the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. made a virgin pregnant, blah, blah, blah. People think the way that we do to animals, like lab rats, we take them and do projects on them. Why would it be too far-fetched to think that another civilization has came and done that to us? Oh. Now, the reason That's that argument holds up now is because, like we were saying, 20 years ago, we would have never imagined being able to FaceTime, being able to send files, being able to record a video of you playing the guitar, sending it to yeah. your friend over the phone. It, and especially now with the speed. Oh, yeah. no. Quantum computing is only going to make that faster. Satellite improvement is only going to make that better. 5G, 6G, 10G, eventually we're going to get to 25G and it's going to be ridiculous. So it's like, could there be a possibility... If we exist on this planet, because this planet is perfectly habitable, because all the conditions on it, just enough for organisms to grow, eventually go through evolution, now we're humans with technology. If all it takes is just the right set of, like I said, you know, the right mm-hmm. you know, set of temperatures and environment and stuff, and we also believe that the universe is as vast as it is, and we give credits to the James Webb telescope and the new mm-hmm. one that went out, yeah. although we're seeing way into the past, and the universe is so fucking vast then why can't there be at least one other planet out there that also has life, oh, no, that see, also oh, has technology? Oh, no, it, it, and I won't argue, it exists. Uh-huh. I, I won't argue uh-huh. against its existence. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's, it has to. There's no way. So, so then if the universe is as vast as they say, and every black hole is just a, a wormhole to more universes, then somewhere in this whole infinity clusterfuck that we are, there has to have been... A human race that their technology was not only as good as self-driving cars and FaceTime, but they made it so they can teleport. They made it so they could do like who knows? Yeah, I mean, I so yeah, then, no, I could yeah, no, I could definitely buy that. I think so. Then, I think in terms of yeah. our, I think in terms of our upbringing, at least because mm-hmm. I kind of stick it, I stick a little bit to the uh-huh. science part. But I mean, in terms of the whole religious thing, I think well, the religious one just plays off the uh-huh. scientific part because I mean. Look how we developed, you uh-huh. know, became a rock with water, then mm. fish. I mean, first there was lights, mm-hmm. then, I mean, you yeah. know, so like... If, I mean, then the, the bib- cell split from yeah. one cell became two. Yeah, the bib- I mean, the biblical and the scientific explanation are... They kind of go hand in well, hand. Well, they're the same thing. Uh-huh. One, I mean, and I assume, I mean, I mean, I can, you got to assume that, yeah. you know, someone, someone ripped somebody off there. True. Now, I mean, in terms of like aliens coming, I mean, I, I mean... I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah, possible. It's a little that more far fetched, like you said. People like to oversensitize or sensationalize. People like the, uh, just like the no, the awesomeness of it, the right. craziness of it. So I don't necessarily believe that every other week when you get on YouTube and there's another UFO yeah, sighting, no, that's, that's a UFO sighting. Oh, no, and say so that's stupid. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think again. Huh. Also, 
What type of shit is our government producing? I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, some of that. I mean, I mean some of that, that could be military be, weapon. Yeah, that could. Yeah, that could be. I think base testing some shit. But I mean, I think in terms of like just aliens mm-hmm. in general, or even just other civilizations, there has mm-hmm. to be. There's no. There's. So then, I mean, think of it like this: we're one galaxy. Uh-huh. There's no fucking way uh-huh. that there's not another set of circumstances that developed intelligent life. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're not going to convince me of that. Yeah. Like, it's not. Like, and with as vast as it is, yeah, there's no way saying not. it's just one. No, it's just being like well, stubborn, but like, yeah, I'll give you one. Well, and it's that, like, nah, fuck, no, there's probably a lot. No, but I mean, there's at least one. And then that's just one that we know of. Because check this out, we know that there's little like space bugs that they say like those little space bears or whatever the fuck they call them that live in space. It's like the only bacteria mm-hmm. animal that can live in space. Yeah, who knows if that thing's made it to a planet where it's just eventually through form of evolution just became something else there might be space lizards now this is where it gets trippy we know elephants are smart elephants are capable of remembering a face and there was just a recent news where like the elephant went out and had like Mm -hmm. a vendetta towards somebody and killed her really yeah went out and stomped her fucking ass down and then after she killed her after the elephant killed this person they set a funeral for it, and she went to the funeral and fucked it up. It's like, dude, animals can remember. We know dolphins are smart as fuck, and they communicate, blah, blah, blah. They have this amazing language. Octopuses, I've been convinced, are fucking aliens. Octopuses, the way they can get out of anything, yeah. squirm and become little super tiny things and squeeze out. Bro. Well, even stuff like rats. I mean, you see how small those things can get to get through, like, a crack in a wall. I mean, true. Like, animals are intelligent. We don't give animals enough okay, credit. Okay, uh, uh, let, me, let me bring this up. Um, what do you think about zoos? Like, oh. like, like what's your opinion there? Because I'll, like, I don't... And I mean, I, I, have, I have two perspectives on it. There's the perspective that's, like, the... I get it if it's for just t- giving the kids somewhere to go, to see some animals, to learn mm-hmm. about it, blah, blah, blah. But now with the invention of internet and technology, just YouTube it. Well, and but then when you really look at it, you're bringing these animals out of their habitat. Mm-hmm. You're housing them. They're fucking places really small. You're probably not even feeding them. The zoos are probably underfunded and we don't even know. It's like, man, this is it's a it's an animal yeah, jail. I, yeah, I, I, it's jail for animals. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, you know, bless my mom. I know she said she wanted to go to the zoo, and it's like I just could I can't I couldn't bring myself to go there because it's like I mean I get like. You know, like a conservation thing for like an endangered uh-huh. species, which, by the way, we need to stop fucking killing off the species of we this do. planet. But that's another convo. But it's like I could get it for that purpose. But in terms of like, you know, keep it like, well, what do we need a polar bear here in that's Kansas? A, well, when I was telling you right now that they're not in their habitats, it's exactly what like, I fucking I, thought. Like, a polar bear. And like, I just hate. Like, huh? And it's like, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I hate the idea of zoos. And I mean, I, you know, I get how people like them, you know, or people, but a I, polar know, bear I, in I just, Kansas. I can't be okay with it. It's. And you know, people do, do polar bears even know what the fuck humidity is? I, I don't well, I mean maybe now considering Shots fired! Yeah, no, Shots fired! Like we were saying earlier, the uh all the animals in the zoo, I honestly think that's just a prison. That's like a big ass prison for animals. Well, yeah, and, I don't fuck with it. Well and then you get like you hear stories about like uh, uh sea life, you know, zoos and dolphins or yeah. What was that? What was that one documentary that came out? Do you out? know that fucking the the big killer whale with the yeah the, with the little fin that's bent? Yeah, uh, Tilikum. I think yeah. that's his name. Tilikum the the orca yeah. whale. Dude, that's crazy, isn't it? Like animals it's, should not be in captivity. Sad. But wait a minute, are you telling me that <laughs> these animals are kind of like celebrities, and ain't it? Because they're like in these not celebrities because that's fucked up, but they're like in these cells. And it's the same ones. 
Wait, what, what do you mean by so that? Like, so, like, Tillicum is still <clears throat> at SeaWorld. As far as yeah. we know. Yeah. The, the, the hopefully, Orca? Hopefully, maybe. Uh, I mean... Hopefully not. Well, Let me see. Well... Well, hopefully it's alive. Years active? Apparently it was, it was not active in 2016. So, it must it must have passed away. Oh, passed oh, away yeah. in 2017. Oh, yeah. Well, but his... Um, he had a long run. He's got nine offsprings. 33 years. Jesus. It's nuts. I mean... In captivity. I, I don't know. I I don't like it. I, uh, again, it's another one of those things. Huh. If we can make money off it, of course. And, you know, people are going to pay to go to the zoo. And, you know, fine. Man. But it's just... <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, it's not it's not something I'm uh, cool with, but humans are pretty weird when it comes to attractions and shit. And because I was just right after you said that, I was also thinking like um, like amusement parks. Like, what do you think about amusement parks? I mean, I think those are a little different. I well, mean, because those aren't. Well, nothing, I mean, you know, you're not you're not keeping yeah. an animal <laughs> yeah, captured. True. I mean, well, like it's crazy, like all the different attractions because it falls under the same kind of category. Well, like, hey, do you want to go to the amusement park? You guys want to go to the zoo? You guys want to go to the it's an attraction. Well, I'll say frankly, I've never been able to relate much to like the world of fun thing because I've mm. hated roller coasters. Really? Like I, like I remember, and I, I made a total ass out of myself. And if anyone uh-huh. that was there that listens to this, but like I got on, <laughs> I got on like it was like a small ride at uh-huh. like Six Flags. We went there for like a senior trip. Uh-huh. And, like I like freaked the fuck out. Like, and after that, you never wanted to ride a roller. Coaster? Oh no, I, I I never wanted to ride them before. Cause, huh. like, <laughs> I, I mean, I passed out. Yeah. Damn, bro. Once, but like, I went there and I was just like, I was like, no, bro. I had to like lay down. I was like, this is fucked up. I'm not getting on another ride. Bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, isn't it crazy? Like the type of attractions humans like. Well, and I mean, because like my pops was a hardcore fucking uh, adrenaline junkie. Uh huh. So he loved roller coasters. So he there was one summer I can't remember the summer it was probably 2008, 9, 10, around there like the early to the late 2010s. But you know, not when I was a yeah. teenager. And um, he took us on a roller coaster amusement park tour. Really? We went to probably like 10 different parks that summer. Wow. During summer break, we just went to shit ton of them. <laughs> uh, Six Flags, fucking uh, Worlds of Fun. We went up to like some Ohio ones called Cedar Point. And at that oh, one, we actually shit. rolled the fastest one and the tallest roller coaster in the United wow. States. Dude, every single time we got on a different roller coaster, I would shit my pants. I didn't want to be there. But I didn't want them to say, oh, don't check it out. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. So, like, I rode every roller coaster, bro, and every single one of them, I would get off like, what the Dude. fuck? I mean. People like that? People waiting a fucking hour and a half in a long-ass line we'll see. for a ride that lasts a minute? Here's here's like, my here's my story of, I, and I mean, I just never have had good uh, tolerance with, like, heights and drops and stuff like that. But, like, <laughs> people that like that, one thing, one thing that gets me, it's like, this is this is being run by like a sixteen year old making eight bucks That's a an hour. Fucking point. You really? I mean, <laughs> I, you really think he cares much if you're strapped in? Holy you know, shit. like, and I mean, I guess that's what makes me anxious, but it's like, I don't know if I want to be dangling with this overhead belt that might come Some up. Some the I'm fucking like, alarms, dude. I never thought about this shit before, but holy fuck, it is 15, 16-year-old underpaid. People who probably don't even care, they're sitting there probably texting their crush and, and shit it's, while, it's while crazy. hitting the gun. It's crazy to... <laughs> That's some good. That's good imagery, dude. Because it's like they don't geez. give a fuck. Like they can't wait till their next break and shit. Like literally, I'm at the like literally when we went to the Six Flags, we went there Man. on like a Saturday afternoon, like first opening season, and it's literally a kid younger than me, like operating the ride. It's like what the 
It's like what? Is, it's yeah. like I don't. Nah. It's like this is already sketch. Nah, but again, if people if people like that stuff, go right go right ahead. But Dude, this I ain't getting on it, I'm and sorry. you know. You're just getting strapped in by a 16 year old. That's all I'm saying. But man, so what other crazy attractions do humans have? Like, all right, I'll never get the one I didn't do because I did all the roller coasters. Mm-hmm. But the one that my pops always wanted to fucking do was the like the bungee where they just drop you and you just oh, fuck free fall. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. Dude, and then we went to the Grand Canyon. There's this place called the, not the Grand Canyon in Colorado. There's a place called mm-hmm. the Royal Gorge. Yeah, huh? Which is you've been there? But it's just like there, this, yeah, it's yeah, like this giant fucking thing. Yeah. And they have one of those where you like oh, into the canyon. He wanted to do it. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I think the... Y'all are on some whole other... <laughs> the closest I did was we had... I went to this church camp Man. back in 2015, and they had, like, a mini thing of that, but uh-huh. it's like, you know, everyone would pull you up uh-huh. and, like, let you go, and you... Yeah, and, okay. I mean, it's like a yeah, bit of a drop. It simulates the rush, but, like, the... Well, it's not, like, a 300-foot drop. Woo! It's, like, maybe 50 at most, but... Geez, Jesus no, Christ. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like... It ain't me. Yeah, dude. And I mean, you know, call me a bitch all you want. I'm just yeah. Those types of rush are crazy. I mean, I, can't I mean, do it. it's too humans much. have different rushes, man. That's the shit that they like doing. Racing, driving pretty fast. Do you like driving? Well, you said racing. Yeah. Well, see, do you drive fast? Not really. Do you like? Well, okay, I, also, so, I mean, I don't have a car. I mean, I have uh-huh. a Toyota Corolla. It's not. It's not even. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just not. It ain't. It's going not gonna bad. pick up. All right, I mean, but if 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 somebody said, "Yo, James, man, here are the keys to my Bugatti," just uh. Drive it fast if you have to, but only use that strip. You'd oh. be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, drive it fast. Oh, 100%. I'll... Like, can I just do it right now? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm on it then. Like, okay. uh, me, me, and, uh, me and my friend, we were, we were trying to, at some point, we want to get like uh-huh. a pro- little drift project car going. That would be dope. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's That'd like, be dope. yeah, I mean, I, Damn. I think I could probably do the driving fast. What kind of racing do you like then? I mean, Indy 500 or yeah, a NASCAR? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like or... into the NASCAR, IndyCar okay. stuff. I can't really do the F1 mm-hmm. stuff, but I mean, yeah, I've, I mean, I, I got into that when I was young. Shit. I mean, yeah, my grandma, she was into it. So whenever the Speedway came? Oh, yeah, I mean, literally, I got tickets for in September. Yeah, Actually, I no, I this, the, I think no, I literally, the first two years and that's no, it. Literally this weekend, I'm going up to Iowa for IndyCar, <laughs> like a doubleheader weekend. No way, that's but, tight. Yeah, no, I've been to, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been to a bunch, but yeah, no, it's just like, it, it it's just like crazy. Literally, it's people strapped into like a car going two hundred miles an hour. Fucking blitz! It's just like I. It's like I've always. I don't know. It's just something I took to. I okay, know. so two other things. Did you ever get into um, the monster truck rallying? Like the yeah, the I shows? mean yeah, and I, I've I've never been to a show before, uh-huh. but like it always was on TV when I was younger. Like, uh, Never one. been to a monster car show? No, I've not. How about I, uh, I've been wanting to go? How about demolition derbies? I have been to one of those. What do you think about those? Those, those are. In, I love those. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just like the ultimate hillbilly off. It's like you're just gonna <laughs> run cars into each other. That's it's dope. No, it's, it's it's fun. Dude, when I was young, that shit fun was dope, bro. I wanted to do that shit so much. I don't know why, but I haven't thought about those things in a long ass time. But that's yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no. Damn, so you going up there to watch a race this weekend? Yeah, who's, who's your all time uh, favorite driver right now? Uh. uh my all-time favorite, Jeff Gordon. My current favorite uh-huh. right now in NASCAR, probably Kyle Larson uh-huh. or in IndyCar. It is Dixon, but, I mean, he's, he's going to be retiring soon, so yeah. i got to find a new one. But Jeff Gordon, yeah, my all-time favorite. Yeah, when I think NASCAR, Jeff Gordon's the favorite name that everybody in KC that made me like, yeah, you got to respect this guy. Whoa, whoa, 
And he, um, no, no, he's, he's a good guy. My, my mom actually met him and his crew, like, way yeah. back when, and, like, I got, like, a bunch of merch, because he was like, oh, my son loves you. That's like, what's up. gave me, like, a backpack and hat and all that. I wish sad. I kept some of that stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember whatever happened to it, but it's just, like, fucking grown I don't know, up. it's just always been something, like, you know, I've just, like, this is, Damn. this is cool. I mean, a lot of people, when uh-huh. I was younger, didn't think it was cool. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I'd get crap for it, but it's just, like, it's, again, it makes me happy. Uh-huh. I like it. I'm going to do it. You know, like, or I'm a watch uh-huh. and engage with it. Like, when you watch, you kick back, have a brewski in them? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but it's like, you know, if it's like a big race, it's like, yeah, you know, I'll make it's myself, like, make me a toss. Like like I'm going to get a little comfortable because it's going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Memori- Memorial yeah. Day weekend, you got Formula One racing yeah. in the streets of Monaco, which that oh, itself's damn. fucking nuts. What's the great, all right, well, go ahead. Indy 500 right. at noon, and then NASCAR 600-mile race starting at like 5.30, so literally just like get Fuck. the chips, get everything, it's, Fuck. we're, we're going to be chilling. Oh, I, well, I tell people, it's like, listen, you, uh-huh. if you need me this day, don't. I'm not, t- uh-huh. like, I ain't texting back, well, I'll text back, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere, if you're dying, uh-huh. sorry. What's the all-time best race you've been to, and what made it dope? Um, all-time best race was probably uh, 2007 here Shit. in Kansas because it was, yeah, it it had a rain delay, uh-huh. and then afterwards it was just kind of like a crazy race. They shortened the distance because back then the speedway didn't have lights, uh-huh. so it was like literally like 7 p.m. near pitch black. But yeah, no, I think, but I mean Kansas isn't known for having like amazing races. Uh-huh. I mean, like definitely, like it's. Like, it's what NASCAR fans would call, like, a cookie-cutter track. Like, just mm. kind of, like, looks the same as other uh-huh. tracks, races the same. What makes other ones dope? They have a little bit of, a, like, a swerve to it or something? Well, or what? I mean, a lot of historic tracks, like, you know, like, some of the like, shorter ones, like Bristol. Like, mm. it's just this, like, bullring short track. Mm. I mean, look it up. It literally looks like a Coliseum or something like uh-huh. Martinsville. It's like a paperclip or a road course. I mean... But but in the late nineties, early two thousands, like NASCAR and others, well, like other racing series, they made like just a bunch of like one and a half mile D shaped ovals. They all looked the same, raced the same, you know, because they were trying to get close to major populations uh-huh. and stuff like that. So they just made a bunch of cookie cutter stuff. But I mean, yeah, it's um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I mean that, yeah, that's the track. It's um, yeah, it's a literally like two hundred thousand like seat thing but yeah i mean it's it, as nuts but yeah no it's it's but, you know, just old st- stuff like that I, i've always um that's what's up it's always been cool and i mean lately here the sport's been kind of like a circus but you know, <laughs> I, I feel like i feel like every entertainment property what, really has kind of gone downhill though what other sports are you into um baseball it, it's been a little hard this year because of the Royals just uh-huh. being so bad. I was gonna say hometown for most of your most of your sports. Yeah, well, all, all the sports. Not football. Not football. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I've never I've never been a Chiefs fan, and like I just I don't know. I just never. Well, because when I was getting when I was raised up, they were just so they were just so bad. Like I mean, oh, yeah. four and no, twelve seasons. My cousin, my uncle, he was a diehard every year, but every year he was disappointed. Honestly. Yeah, and like. When I was young at the Seahawks, like with Matt Hasselback, they were yeah. going to playoffs, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" Like it's and getting there. Yeah, I mean, so I I ended up just going with them, and then they lucked into getting Wilson, had a good coach, and went on that Super Bowl run. So it was just like, yeah. and the Chiefs back then they were still floundering with like Matt Castle, <laughs> fucking who was their true. coach, Romeo Cornell, like just shit like that. And I was just like, oh, I mean, I just can't get on board with this. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it, late. I used to be big on football, uh-huh. but lately I just, 
it's one of those things it's just so much it's like you know all it's talked about especially here oh yeah it's like all you hear about it's just like i get it i just get it was talk, it's talked about so, so much that i actually forgot about uh about salvi because he was a hometown hero for a while well yeah and i forgot he was a thing well he's been injured too so he's not even playing but again the team's been absolute trash so it's kind of like what do you you know, no one cares. Nobody's rooting for none. But, you know... What do you think about the development that's going to happen because of the sports? Like, I heard Rivermark is about to get a bunch of shit. Yeah, uh, the Riverfront, they're about to get, like, the Casey... The, the, the current, uh-huh. the women's soccer league. Okay. They're about to get a stadium down there, which... You know, yeah. I know there's been rumor that Sporting also wants to go down there, too, which... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, their stadium's only On 10 On the other side old. of the river? Yeah, over, yeah, cross back over, be downtown, be down there, kind of be mm. part of a big development. And then obviously Shit. the Royals, they're trying to go downtown, which downtown makes sense for baseball, you know, because it's like. Where would they put it? Because um, that wouldn't make sense. That's where they're wanting, to put it, they're wanting to put it, like 12th and Charlotte, 12th and Oak. It's like, you know, I don't know, you know where like City mm. Hall and all that stuff mm. is. And then like it's the highway uh, with the Commerce Bank yeah, sign. It's like, right over it's like all that like empty parking lot. That's where they want to put it. That's which, not a bad idea. It's okay, but I wish they put it because on the other view. Of well, because on a base, well, because on base baseball, you have to face east or like northeast, southeast, because you don't want the sun shining huh. in players' eyes. So, like, if they're putting it there, you're facing out towards like ninth and Troost, and like you know, there's nothing to look at. <laughs> well, you put unless it, they're about to develop that too. Well, I know. Well, there's been a lot of contention about that because you know you don't want to displace homeless mm-hmm. and like poor populations. Which again, I yeah, obviously let's not do. But yeah. I mean. I don't know, but I think Royals going downtown would be cool. I know there's rumblings that once Arrowhead's contracts up, they want to, you know, Chiefs want to move over to Kansas, which, you know, not to give too much away, but, you know, uh, but for, you know, for career reasons, I'm like, yeah, sure, fuck it, kick the, kick the development off. Man, you know, I've always said Kansas City's going to be one of them cities where you just, you, you just want to be here. Besides well, the humidity, besides their shitty summers, it's not too bad. No, and people are a little wild, but... Well, and what I, what annoys me is like you know, and you get it's oh, people here always like, oh, this city sucks. What are you doing to make it better? Like yeah. you just complaining, bro. Like what are you, what are you doing? Like you know, get out there. Like again, it goes back to do something. You know, make make it a place to live. You know, you can call it bummy uh-huh. all you want, but it's like it's not gonna get any better if you complaining. It's just gonna look corny that you're complaining and shit. Yeah. Like stage, and yeah. I mean the city. Like I mean, we just got a world. We just got World Cup games. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, in the, within the next four years. That's that's fucking that's big. Eyes. Like that's, that's eyes on the city. And you know, and I don't know how the city's gonna deal with some stuff like you know transportation and development. We're stuff. not ready. <laughs> no, no, we are not. But I mean, that influx of fucking tourism. But I mean, people. I mean, you know, this is gonna start becoming a destination city. Mm-hmm. City. I, wow, that was bad timing. But like you know, I mean, places like Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, those have become. Have stigmatized for you know crime and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's not that bad on crime, but whatever. Mm. But you know, I mean, Kansas City. You know, we're in a good spot where you know we can start capitalizing on some of mm. some of the growth or some of the eyes on us, and you know we can actually start to become sort of that like Nashville, mm. Austin. You know, not pe- to not to mention that it, people want to go. Not to mention that it's rumored that they're about to legalize. Uh, well, they're trying man. Yeah, they're trying to do Yeah, I think it's on the ballot. This. Coming November, I think. Look, man, regardless of the outcome of that, Urban Society supports it, but we're hoping that it wins. And just shout out Kansas City, man. Shout out Kansas City. Amen. Being a dope city to live in. Speaking of Kansas, one thing we forgot to mention right now was that um, 
I think we were going to get a Panasonic building, or a Panasonic factory, apparently. Uh, yeah, I think. And Start building some batteries? Yeah, they're doing, the yeah, they're doing like an electric battery thing over in DeSoto. They're planning to have like 8,000 workers and stuff, which, again, that's, you know, it's good because you've got more employment. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like that it's that far out because, like, you DeSoto? Know, yeah, because people, I mean, but still, again, you, and this is something I feel kind huh. of harps on, but it's like, especially in Kansas City. Like, you know, if you're poor, you can't, like, you know, if you're poor living on the east side, you afford can't. the transportation. All right, like, you either got to drive your car if you have one, or, I mean, you just can't go to it. So that's something, and that's something I kind of hate that the city doesn't invest more in, you know, because everyone wants to get park. That's something I don't understand, like, in this city. We complain uh. so much about parking. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're taking away parking uh. downtown. Have you seen how much there is down there? Like, look at it. It's like, there's crazy. so much. There's so much development. That we had no infrastructure road-wise to even... You know what Kansas City's downtown used to do? Just become all pedestrian. Y'all, dude. Just all... Hey, man. Just all bicycles, all people walking, Literally. scooters. No more... Take away the streets. Well, and see... We have the streetcar and well, give us bikes and shit, and then well, that's it. and see, and I mean, successful European uh -huh. and Asian cities, they've already done that. Yeah. I mean, even we do it. Like, you know, when there's a big thing going on at Sprint Center, uh -huh. we shut down roads. They shut down Grand and 14th Street. We need to do that now. But, like, for, the for like, the whole city. I mean, I know it's going to be hard, but we'll manage. We'll just... Well, and create I mean, parking garages just outside well, the city. Literally, we just need to make... I mean, you need to make transportation mm -hmm. more attractive and actually fund it, and then you actually got to... You got to build land mm -hmm. use that is good for transportation. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be having a bunch of parking lots anywhere. You can't, like... 39th and Broadway, like, up there. Mm -hmm. You know where the Walgreens is mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Like, you know, that's not... Like, I mean, you know, you can't... Like, if you had something there that was right up to the street, something you could walk to from yeah. the street level, you don't have to walk through a big-ass parking lot, like, stuff like that. Mm. That's good for transportation. You can have people living there while mm -hmm. also shopping. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for urbanism, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, Kansas City just will not embrace it. At least, man, if they could, they should start, like, right there from where the Sprint Center and expand mm -hmm. outwards, like, over, oh, yeah. over to, like, the strip where, like, um... Where, like, the bazookas and all those different things are, like, mm -hmm. the different auto zone and stuff. Well, At least that area. Well, here's the thing they're trying to do. I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but they're trying to, like, you know how the Sprint Center and then it's got the highway in the middle uh. of that? They're trying to put, like, a deck over the highway, like, make mm -hmm. it a park, and then mm -hmm. it's, it's actually reconnected. So it's be, like, a city park? Yeah, and then they're trying to remove the north side that separates out downtown and River Market, like, remove that highway completely, mm. you know, actually nice. reconnect it, because... What the... It, well, because it used to be all huh. connected, like, it used to and be one big piece, the highway in there. and they were ripping through it with highways, but, I mean, no, that... That wouldn't be a bad idea to just cover it, though, cover it and try to bring it back. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully support that, to be honest. I hope they do. I mean, it. our city's full of tunnels anyways, and then I heard that there's tons of tunnels. Oh, yeah, I mean, Kansas like, city. literally, like, a mile north of here, like, on 31st Street, there's caves and stuff, they're, like, storage places and all that kind of stuff under there and <laughs> that like is nuts. well and again it's just another thing we don't really you know back to the capitalism thing we don't mm -hmm. capitalize mm -hmm. on it we don't and like i mean like quindaro like mm -hmm. there's a whole town site historic district if you could there. what would you do with quindaro what would i what would I guess be a little more specific, like like you... uh, well, because right now I feel like it's very underdeveloped and there's not a lot of spotlight. But if you think about it, there's tons <clears> of land. Those houses are nice. We'll see, and I think, and this could go for like places like the east side too, mm. places in the city it's historically been you know disinvested. And I mean, ultimately, you just gotta, you know, I think you gotta start small, like you mm. know, 
if you look, go down a block, you see there's a lot of vacant parcels, you know, put a house there, you know, do something, you know, you, I know a lot of times you get these developers that want to, you know, they see this a lot of empty land, they just want to put oh, these, put a strip huge, mall or a strip mall ass. or these huge things like that Woodside thing mm-hmm. down at 47th and Rainbow, but it's like, no, you can infill it with houses, mm-hmm. you know, that way you're not gentrifying the neighborhood, cranking up property values, you're not, you know, mm-hmm. creating fear, and you're also getting people to move in, which I mean, you know, I mean, that you really want right there. Yeah, but you know, you want people to move in, but you also don't want to build something way out of character, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make it too. You you don't want to try drastically change it, which I mean, that's what Quindaro and like parallel up in the northeast mm-hmm. they need they need stabilization. They need people to be up there and make it a place to be. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, right now, frankly, I'm not sure there's a lot of people that would want to go up to Fifth and Quindaro mm-hmm. at this time of day, like you know. It's unfortunate, but it's like, you know, there's nothing there. And anyone that is there, you know, besides the people that live there, you know, it's a bit sketchy, mm-hmm. you know, and I hate to say that, but it's, it's true. <clears throat> it's true. So, I mean, you've got to just, you got to start, again, start small. You just got to get people to be there. You got to find a way to, you know, you know, you got to find a way to incentivize businesses mm-hmm. to want to be there and give people a reason to go up there. Because right now, there ain't no business. There's not, there's like, what, a family dollar in a gas station? That's, that's not that's attracting. Not. No, no, you got to get like, you know, small businesses, you know, get, and there's a lot of people, like you said, you know, want to open up like barbershops, nail salons. I mean, help make, I mean, you know, make it, make it actually so they can do it, you know, I mean, you know, make it so you can open a restaurant. Create opportunities. Yeah, create that opportunity. And, yeah, cause and I, instead I, of building a new building, you know, you can, there's a lot of these old buildings you can reuse and repurpose, but we don't, we just tear them down and build something uglier you know so modern and fucking cookie cutter looking yeah i mean it's just we don't really like you know there's a lot of opportunity in these areas but like people just look at an abandoned building they say oh it's abandoned well you know you probably got people around here that want to do something in it you know make it work you know Mm -hmm. work with the person that owns it Mm -hmm. work if the city owns it work with them get someone in it don't just tear it down and let it be an empty lot because no one's gonna no one wants to live where there's just a bunch Mm -hmm. of empty lots of trash so what I've always thought, but I guess it was kind of like a naive thought back in the day was I always felt I would personally, if I could, I would convince the local cities to invest in hemp farming and oh, to put yeah. hemp in the city. And everybody would say, oh, people are going to think it's weed and steal it. It's like, tell it, prove to them it's not. It's hemp, right? Well, but put it there to A, just teach them how to farm. And after it's, after it's done, we could harvest it as a community. Mm-hmm. Take it down and use it for different products. Use it for like the lotions you can mm-hmm. be broken down to, for the clothing, for the for the vitamins, for like, you know, just hemp well, oatmeals and stuff and like that. Even, like, well and then even on that thought, like urban farming in general, like mm-hmm. growing stuff like teach people how to grow tomatoes, mm-hmm. potatoes. Absolutely, because right stuff now like I need that. Because I mean, uh, again, using the Northeast as an example, there, there's not a grocery store like you know if you live at Seventh Quindera mm-hmm. or whatever. There ain't a grocery store. The closest one to use what like the Merkop, I think. Yeah, the yeah, the Merc. I mean, that's it. You know, but I mean, you know, you, there's not an option. I mean, you know, I mean, before that, I mean, there wasn't nothing over there. I mean, the Merc is a godsend for that area, mm-hmm. but you know, but you know, you got to get people again, and that's another way to build community and actually start building these places back up is mm-hmm. stuff like urban farming, getting people, you know, getting people into that, into wanting to do it, and making it easier. I think a lot of cities don't make. They don't make stuff like that easy. Like, I mean, in Kansas City, Kansas, I know you have to go get a special use permit to have an urban farm. And it's like, 
what if you didn't have to go through that process? You know, if you could just, you know, you own the land or you got a land agreement, go make it happen, you know. that That's my take. Man, but, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the bureaucratic fucking loopholes and shit we got to jump through. Yeah, and, I'm, so and unfortunately, weird. my field is guilty of it as well. But, I mean, which, I mean, there's a purpose mm. for some of it, but then uh, other times it's just like, you know, I mean, we, we can make this easier on people. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't. Like, the guy's trying to run a business out of an mm-hmm. existing out of an existing building why are we making it harder because if he don't if he doesn't get the business here that building's just going to sit until someone else wants to do it and then they got to jump through the same hoops so it's just i feel like especially in like economically depressed areas you really got to like make it easy convince people and you know try to get a community node built otherwise i mean people don't want to be there it's just and again that's simple fuck man like there's so many people just leaving Wyandotte and going towards Johnson County, Lenexa, Lenwood. But like, I, oh. I don't, and I see, I don't get the, I don't get the appeal to it because it's like, it's just you can't. I mean, one, it's just you can't walk, mm-hmm. you know, or do any of that. There's not a lot of park space. There's not, you know, it's a lot. Housing's higher priced. Mm-hmm. You're paying less taxes, but I mean, to get a house out there, what you're dropping, four hundred k. You could buy a good house in Wyandotte County for hundred k. Well, probably not now, but well, eh, maybe still now. But like, I mean, taxes are going to be a pain in the butt. But I mean, you know, I mean, Shit. people. But you know, again, it's kind of like that hood. Like you know, I don't, like you know, growing up, it's like you know, oh, Johnson County's better. Johnson mm. County's got this stuff, and so it's like you naturally want to go there. But like you know, it's I mean, again, it's one of those you got to make you know because where you came from is never going to get better. You're just going to have kids growing up yeah. behind you. Like, I mean, you could talk to someone from 1990 that was a kid in the 90s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Same shit. And it's like, you know, no one actually... Wants to improve it. Yeah, like, or Man. they don't have the ability and that power to actually mm-hmm. do it, so... Well, I want to give a quick shout-out to, like, all the all the Latino improvements that have been happening in Central. Because over the oh, last they, 40 years... Oh, no, they... They just they, flipped up in the little ghost town. Yeah, no, they've made it. It's a great place to be up there. Man, now yeah. I wish we could do better for our people, but like at least we got like a little grocery shop, some restaurants Ooh, and, going, and see, and, and that's kind of revitalizes it a little bit. Well, it's like bring the heartbeat back. Yeah, what's good about that is like you know that's yeah. how you that's how you make it better for your community mm-hmm. and make it good for your people. You know you gotta you know, mm-hmm. you, you know part of it's you know you gotta build community, have a good community, strong foundation, good leaders in your community, but then you also have to actually be able to generate that economic investment get mm-hmm. people to want to be there and say like because you know everyone wants to go to el torito mm-hmm. you know everyone wants to be there but mm-hmm. it's like if that wasn't there what are you going to central for mm-hmm. you know back then you know might not have been as good of a reason as you know now and then you got fucking sun fresh and like that little china buffet oh, and it's fucking uh tropicana oh yeah no that uh, uh, yeah that area and like 15 years ago it was just a truck stop with mm-hmm. a couple buildings on it and now it's you know this big center Grocery store, middle so of the city that didn't happen. Nice, nice little commerce, nice little hot, heartbeat yeah, no. for the Latin community and for Wyandotte. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and definitely. I mean, I think it's, um, yeah, I think that's that's how you that's how you you know plant your roots and make a community your own, which you know you just Slowly. got you just got you know just got to take baby steps. You know, people expect people expect you know it's you know you're gonna turn you know quindaro or parallel into you know westport overnight no it, yeah. i mean you gotta you know first you gotta get people to want to be there you gotta get businesses i mean you gotta give people a reason to be there you yeah. can't just say we want this to be this or yeah. how we want rose we want a uh, parallel to be like rosedale well it's like all right but if people are still interested in wanting to be over there yeah i mean you know why are they gonna come over here you know but yeah i i think that's a bit of a 
you know, I think, again, it's just something you kind of got to massage people into thinking or, you know, make them understand. It's like, okay, you know, there's ways this this can happen. Here's how you do it. And, you know, you as a community, you got to step up and actually want want to do it and be able to do it because, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, why doesn't the county do it? Well, the county can only do so much. I mean, ultimately, if there's not a good community behind it that wants to, that wants to and can mobilize and do it, you know, I mean, the county, the best we can do is say, or, you know, any city government, the best you can do is say, hey, we need to, you know, we need to, we need to give means to the people to actually be able to mobilize mm-hmm. themselves. Because, I mean, you know, the city can do it all they want, but, you know, if you don't have people, it's not going to happen. And people just, it, you know, won't maintain. So, you think, you would, would you say that the key right now for potentially building this strong community is to just, man... Get out there and just meet people, socialize, uh, I mean, be more involved, be yeah. more involved in the local community. Well, definitely. I mean, you got to get out there. You got to one. You got to know. You got to know the people you're around, and you got to know who's your community leader. Who knows, like kind of who knows the lay of the mm-hmm. land? Because there's, I mean, a lot of communities. I mean, Central. They have, you know, what are they called? Like Central Area Development or something mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, they or business partners or something. But they, you know, they're a good asset. They, you know, they work with. They work with the you know, KCK, they work with the mm. residents, you know, or like Rosedale Development Association, they, you know, they work and try to get stuff going, you know, you got to get out there, meet these people, and, you know, just tell them what you want to do, and, you know, if they come across an opportunity, they, you, know, you might get a phone call saying, hey, you know, I know you are wanting to do this, mm. kind of where you at on it, because, mm. you, you know, and a lot of people, you know, I mean, there's a lot of potential in these communities, but, again, people don't get out there, or even on social. Like, we're just not involved. I mean, for, for one, I think it's just, A, lack of knowledge, and it's not lack of knowledge because we just don't want it. It's just we're just so distracted well, yeah, by everything and, else. And I then and then the only place it could be taught, like school, I mean, I mean, I didn't. Well, and you don't learn about how, you don't really learn about community engagement. I mean. Yes, you don't, actually. Now you bring that up. I mean, you know, social studies. I mean, you learn about all these, you know, World War Two, World War One, but you know, right. like you know, but you never actually what's the learn. three branches of the federal government? But you don't learn. Okay, how do I, you know, how do I, you know, engage? How do I, you know, how do I work a process through a commission? You they know, don't teach us. They don't, yeah. No, they don't. And I, That's... which I, I guess you know, some teachers could argue that it's like, well, it's not our job to raise the community. No, but it kind of is your yeah. job to. You know, tell people how they need to function in a community. You know, give them a scenario to say, okay, hey, you're trying to do this here. Look up how you do it. That's a good fucking point, man. Like, you know, and it, well, even yeah. in like, you know, because going to school for planning, yeah. I mean, they don't, you don't, they don't really teach you how to how to engage from the yeah. government side with people. I mean, you know, and this is this isn't this isn't a dig against you know, well, kind of is a dig, but yeah. it's like you know, it, it just like. A lot of what you do, even like you know, like going to school for stuff like you know, it's a lot of it's not realistic. A lot of it's just like conceptual stuff, but you don't actually tell people, okay, how do you, you know, okay, here you built it. Okay, how do you get people to you know come? How do you get mm. people to function in it? How do you make it easier for people to get in there? Mm. You know, we you know none of that's taught, and you know it's probably the most important skill. I mean, you yeah, know, point. and not to mention a lot of the communities you know we're referring to. I mean, they've been disinvested for 60 years so you got people elders saying well the city don't care it's like well make them care it's, it's like, like well, give them a reason to make care. them care but also it's like do you actually know how to even engage with mm-hmm. the city do you know like 
you know, because if you don't know how to you engage... You know what you got to give back. You know what they want, you know. Right. And, I mean, you know, there's certain things a city wants to see happen, which is guided by your political leaders, but you also just got to, you just got to, you know, you just got to know what to do and how to do it. And, I mean, part of it, you know, school and the government itself has to teach you, but then part of it, you know, you just got to, you know, get involved know people and actually start talking to people start getting your plans out there like you do a good job at that i try i try man but, i try socializing know, but, but you know a lot of people don't i just i just don't know that many people yet and i don't have a lot of people who know me i imagine and have an interest in what i'm doing or know that i have an interest in what they're doing yeah no it's um and you know again that's one thing social media could be much better for but again it We're just all distracted oh, we get lost on the funny content right the, the salacious shit. Yeah. Sensational. Like controversy and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, instead of using it as a tool, we just, we get lost in it. It becomes just, just simply our entertainment. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and, you know, people don't, well, and then you hear this weird one, mm-hmm. and, like, that people will say, well, don't bother me on my personal page. It's like, what do you, it's like. It's like, huh? It's like, well, how <laughs> you, it's like, how else you going, you going to make a professional page and no yeah. one's going to follow? I mean, <laughs> You know, if you got a thousand friends, wow. someone hits you up with an opportunity, don't yeah. say, no, nah, get off my personal page with that shit. Like, That's no, funny. engage with them. That's true. Like, I don't know. And maybe I'm the one that's out of touch yeah. on it, but it's just like, you know. You... No, I have a hard time, dude. I have like a big old stack of cards I've been meaning to pass out and like mm-hmm. socialize with people and just get them interested in what I'm doing. Just meet them and just say, hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. You guys yeah. know me. But I'm just a fucking hermit, man. I never get yeah. out the house. <laughs> I feel you there. I, I'm not. Like, you know, I'm definitely not a very social person. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't, like, I don't like. Not to mention I just work a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. Dude, literally, like, you know, eight, well, eight to five mm-hmm. for me. And then, you know, I mean, it, 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 it gets a little hard, but I mm-hmm. mean, there's, there's definitely opportunity to make stuff happen. You just got, you know, people just need to be a little more, a little more social and a little more mm-hmm. want, you know, a little more willing to actually go out and pursue it both on like an actual like governmental level or even a personal level with like music projects and stuff like that here's some here's something a little simple that people can get out and do i heard about this recently earlier this week apparently every sunday from now on moving forward one of my friends at our garden kc sending over a a project a collective Mm -hmm. little event she has going they managed to book a contract with city market to host like an art garden it has art music good vibes 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., you know, at the city market in downtown. Yeah, I mean, and, you So, know. I'm going to try to make it out there. I suggest everybody out there try to make it out there. And, and if you find me out there, just come holler, you know. Say you found about this because of the pod. Because um, I definitely need... I owe it to myself to just get out and meet more people. To just spread my message. Because how am I... How am I ever going to change shit from, from here? Right, yeah. From, I mean, ne- from never leaving my house. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're definitely not going to... Yeah. And, I mean, stuff like that, you know, that that's exactly, you know, kind of stuff we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. You know, you got to, you know, just that's, a, that's a great, that's a great thing for, you know, someone in the community. Mm-hmm. You just go out, you know, meet some artists. Yeah. You know, listen to some music. Yeah. Just and, see what's happening. And if and nothing else. The city else, market is so beautiful, like the view dude, and then all the restaurants there. Dude, literally. That's good. And if nothing else, I mean, you know, you're, you know, if you buy something or whatever, or even if you're listening, you're supporting somebody's vision. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's local. Right. And, you know, and again, you know, I know a lot of people want to, you know, you know, you know, have this infatuation with celebrity, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of local people doing it. And I mean, 
I mean, some people doing it locally, it's like, okay, dude, no, stop. You, you, you're not. You're, this isn't going to be a thing that's going to work uh-huh. for you. I mean, but, you know, also, like, you know, people that are actually talent, you know, people with talent or people, you know, with good drive and want to get better, I mean, you know, you, you owe it to them to at least get out there and, you know, try to uh-huh. try to get stuff drummed up for it. No, I've been, I've been meaning to just get out there and meet people, man, and I need to, I need to do myself a favor and just get out there because there's so many shit that I do even like besides the podcast like i do music i do murals i do art nobody's ever gonna know that like right like yeah, unless you're out there you know yeah showing people out, what i'm doing which you know that's and that's all you can do and you know i'm I, I'm, I'm speaking directly to mm-hmm. somebody here get out and start actually engaging a, a person i know with a band that's trying to get up and coming man get out there you know get yourself out there start looking for these type of events to promote yourself you know you, you, you can uh you, know, you can definitely do something can happen. Yeah, and you know, you never know who lis- who's listening. I mean, man, there's a lot. There's opportunity at every corner. You just gotta even with like seize it. Well, and even with stuff like a job. I mean, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, my own job. I mean, hell, I, I mean, I had an opportunity, you know, some with another place, you know, but I got that opportunity just because I happened to, you know, have a resume and happen to just say, hey, how's it going? You know, nice to meet you. You know, you, you, you know, and it's something like that. You know, someone could remember you and be like, hey, that guy seemed, you know competent let me mm. let me get him let me call him up see what he's got going you know so i mean yeah and that's that's oddly enough that is one thing in school you know i do remember getting taught and I'm, I'm, i'll shout out the teacher miss henderson she huh. um you know she taught a little shout out miss henderson yeah oh, i forget what it was called like business communications or something yeah. but it's like literally you know talked about networking how to set up your resume she, you know she was the first person actually you know, first class and person actually told you the importance. Mm. Only class, at least at Harmon, that really taught you the importance of, you know, write like writing resumes. You know, like just network the formality of the yeah, like dressing up, like you know, put on a polo and some nice slacks. You know, comb your hair. Like you I'm, know, I'm curious to up. see. <laughs> I'm curious to see what my teachers would think of me now. I'm not mean. Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I look at myself sometimes in the mirror. And the only thing that I really just like, like maybe my hand tattoos, I probably wish I would have gotten, you know, uh, lighter or maybe not at all. I mean, but it's like, I'm astonished because even in the position that I'm in, I never would have thought that I'd make it that, you know, that far and even be accepted with my current image. But shout out to teachers that really do try to set you in the right path and set you mm-hmm. straight, man. Because I had a teacher who was kind of similar, and I think she was teaching a PLS, or so professional life yeah. studies, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and she somehow told me, when I was in uh, in my last grade, the last two years, you know, that's when you mm-hmm. start applying for colleges? Yeah. She goes, you don't know what you want to do, huh? And I was like, I want to be an architect. But all my grades say that I wouldn't be a good architect. All right. Despite, I don't know why, art doesn't go into architecting, you need to be good at math or whatever you know Fuck uh, math I'll, oh, okay for one i'll tell you you don't yeah. need to be good at math to be an architect math teachers yeah, and, fucking, and we need piss and, me off mike <laughs> and what we really need is uh-huh. more architects that you know are a little more bold uh-huh. but also a little more connected with people mm-hmm. but like no i mean that's and that's what i wish i would have done my yeah. passion honestly to this day is to build more not necessarily ergonomic but i guess that's that could be the word but more like um City-friendly, hemp-engineered uh, domes, just like some kind of house structure, but made out of con- made out of hempcrete. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, then, yeah, no, that 
That sounds like a great idea. I, I mean, kind of wonder. I mean, how it would work? What it would look like? Well, have to design and it. and I I don't quite understand why our society has you know, back back to the hemp thing, but I don't quite understand why our society hasn't really engaged hemp more. I mean, well, we know why because you know someone's pockets are getting lined, mm-hmm. someone's palms are getting greased. But I mean, you know, hemp. Can, I mean, if you think about just how much land Kansas had, if they donated like a sixteenth of it to dude, just hemp. Literally, it's like what the. The amount of the amount of shit you could and it don't even because there's already who knows we're probably importing it from other countries but all these like hemp companies that are popping mm-hmm. up you know they're doing hemp oils and hemp all that don't even worry about producing hemp for that purpose and they got that line they yeah. got it cornered let them have it produce hemp for the hemp creek yeah and really really get the school of engineering KU or somewhere yeah. somewhere like you know Manhattan or whatever get them on get their architecture team to really start getting familiar with hemp architecture mm-hmm. and then push that because that's what we're going to need moving forward oh yeah and then and hemp is like it's so much easier to grow it grows faster mm-hmm. as it, it, it takes away more carbon monoxide than trees it gives you more oxygen right. it's, yeah and then all the different uses it has so right. even if it fucks up and the byproduct of the hemp creed just fails then all the rest of that crop that would potentially fail too then t- turn it into something yeah, else like toilet paper turn into something like else stuff like that i I don't know. I, that's one I've not quite understood. Besides, you know, someone's palms are getting greased to, you know, keep it, you know, keep it out of the, you know, mainstream. But you know, it, it, there's definitely that's wild. There's definitely so many more opportunities for like, you know, alternate alternate fuels or like alternate uses for like and using stuff like hemp. But you know, we just, you know, again, it's kind of one of those things are so entrenched and you know the people people making money like oil companies and stuff like that. Yeah, they they don't want to give up that monopoly quite yet. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't be mad if they took the hemp. Literally. Like, hey, you grow the hemp. Yeah, like, dude. there's no way that I have the resources nor the intelligence on how to run a business at that scale. Right. Just you do it. Well, and <laughs> like, and don't be greedy. Your palms are getting greased. Grease them from that. And literally, I don't under, I don't quite <laughs> understand. Like, you know, there a lot of money's to be made there, but you know, they want to stick with their bread and butter, I mean, which you know, because it's easy, they're comfortable with it. Yeah, like every generation, it, it takes like two, three generations to break the chain. So hopefully, this next wave of politicians and businessmen and stuff would be a little bit more. Well, open yeah. to the idea of bringing back hemp if possible well and i think luckily for us our younger generation which is one thing that's been real good about social media mm-hmm. they're a lot more in touch with you know alternate like uses and alternate like you know breaking free from the mold and i really hope like in the next 30 years like this generation and the next generation can actually like you know start to break this cycle and you're starting to mm-hmm. starting to see it a little bit yeah you're starting to see it a little bit and like mm-hmm. you know kind of in my field like you're seeing more young people want to move and live in the urban areas rather than live out in the sticks in a you know some ugly suburb you know you're seeing more people wanting to you know start opening mm-hmm. small businesses start investing back in the hood so i mean it's you're a, starting to see it it's a little grind culture and it's it's picking up but it's just like you said man slow or change is slow yeah and I always mean, has always will be and you know people just need to i mean you think people you know I don't, uh, obviously not saying don't dream, but I'm mm. saying, you know, actually, you know, you need to start putting together, okay, how do we get here? Yeah. Because, you know, you Pick don't, the plan. yeah, you don't go from, you know, nothing to thriving community. Mm-hmm. You got to say, okay, well, we're going to get, we're going to try to get this many houses built by here, and then we're going to try to get a business, you know, we just, you just got to, you, know, you just got to know, 
you just kind of got to actually set an outline. It's like, it's that's one thing in school, you know, like when the teachers would make you do an outline mm-hmm. before you wrote a paper. It's like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you might not want to create an outline for a stupid book, but, you know, you might want to create an outline for how am I going to grow my business. You got to know how to, you got to know how to plan like that. And I don't think a lot of people are very, very good with that, but, you know. I mean, even myself, you know, I got a couple different hustles going, but I could take them to the next level. I just, mm-hmm. like I said, I just lack the, I just lack the knowledge. There's so much distraction in the fucking world, man. Yeah, no, definitely. It's... People just want to pay attention to the Kardashians. I'm guilty of just fucking keeping up with everything mm-hmm. Kanye does, and people are just stuck on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We just, it's, it's very easy. We just get lost. Well, and like we're, we're overstimulated, frankly. The thing that people don't get is that the internet is drugs. Oh, yeah. The internet is drugs, and we're all, like, constantly... Well, and, like, yeah, you take some... I mean, you, you It's like take a vape phone. pen. The, the internet is our jewel. Yeah, and we're just taking hits all fucking day. Well, and it's it's kind of a thing, like, what what do you... Well, I mean, you know, you know how... Yeah, it's kind of like you can't break it at this point. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... It's such, a, it's such an instilled habit that what else are you going to have people do? Read a book? Yeah, right. Yeah, and... And it's unfortunate that's that's the attitude. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's people true. are not gonna want to read a book. People well, gonna... and well, I, I don't, I don't know well. if I'd say that necessarily because you know the internet's brought like, you know, as much as mm. as much as some of us might look down on it, but like, you know, things like fan fiction or stuff well, like actually, that. Well, actually, that's I mean, a good point. Or I don't know what it's called. Uh, um, I mean, we just need to, yeah, as a but, collective, maybe just not be on it so much. I yeah, mean, so I, I fail at it. Yeah, but I, th- I think we all fail at it, and it's, you know, and I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, it's just, you know, we, I mean, at some point we can choose to not make it a bad thing, but, you know, at, at that that day, it'll it'll either come or we'll all be wiped off the planet, which, whatever. So, at, the, at this point, I'm really just kind of like, you know, whatever happens, happens, I've, I'm satisfied already. So what I'm getting at this point is that you're just not, you're not team Neuralink? <laughs> no. No, um, no, we don't need the Neuralink. We don't need any of that shit. I mean, it's that. I mean, where we're at is about it. Like we're right on the line of going too far. Like we're, we're right on that line. I mean, where, where? What do you think happens next? Well, ultimately, Let, let's let's play it out. All right. What are some? What's some of the most impressive technology that's right now inhibiting us? Our phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe self-driving cars. Yeah, self-driving cars. I mean, I don't. I mean. I, I get I get the idea yeah. of convenience, but like practicality, it make it does make sense because, like, you're still gonna have like in terms of just like an impact, you're still going to be using up mm-hmm. roads. You're still going to be you know you need all that infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You still need. I mean, I, I just don't see it as practical. If we're going to do like self driving or autonomous mm-hmm. things. I mean, I definitely think we should be focusing those efforts more towards like transportation, mm-hmm. like you know light rail, subway stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know. And then you know, make something more useful for more people because mm. you know, thirty autonomous cars are. Okay, so, so let's switch it to that then. Mm-hmm. So we live in a society now where we no longer need a phone because now we have the Neuralink. We no longer need self-driving cars because now we have light rails and all mm-hmm. kinds of. I mean, you can step outside and just think of a bird, and a bird will come right next to you. Or you can come outside and just think of a bicycle, and a bicycle will just ride mm-hmm. up next to you and just hop on that shit. <laughs> let's go. Um, what else? Everything's gonna be like biometric or retina, retina scan, biometric scanning, oh, yeah. face scanning. I mean, that, so you no uh, yeah. longer need like physical touch. Well, even our doors will open up. 
I mean, even our phones yeah. are almost like that. I mean, I think iPhone, like, you know, hold your face up to it. Ca- cashless society, you think? I mean, because I've been paying literally for, like, the last months to chill with everything with my phone. I just swipe the phone. Yeah. I pay mean, with my phone. Yeah, so not, it's like... Yeah, no, that, well, well, that that's going to come sooner. So with the Neuralink, you think that's going to come, like, hand-in-hand hand with, like, some kind of neural chip, and then the neural chip will be where you pay? That's yeah, what? I mean... If if that's the road we end up going down, that's what that's the end. That's what's going to be the end game. So or, well, not he- end game. But headphones that's... right now. Um, headphones are like AirPods. It's like the latest state of the art mm-hmm. wireless headphones. So let's see. Let's get to a point where like they put those little they put little um, a little surgery or whatever like underneath that little bone where they say mm-hmm. it vibrates the bone and you can hear stuff. So now your headphones never leave your body. You have them in there for life. Oh, well, what yeah. Else? Um, yeah, and they already have headphones like that. One of my coworkers has one of those that just kind of vibrates uh-huh. and you feel the music. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think... Well, here, a con- that, a, here's a concept uh, that's been brought up. It's called transhumanism. But oh, it's like, absolutely. Like body augmentations. Uh-huh. Like, that, like, that's, like, if we go the Neuralink route and we really lean into that, that's uh-huh. the next play. So, you know, and that's, that's going to happen fast. Oh yeah, I mean, well, yeah. There's people that want to make it happen. I mean, I think a famous, famous guy, famous scholar named Nick Bostrom said, you know, mm-hmm. if they really worked at it, we could get there by 2040. I don't know. I don't want to go there. I, I think that's 2040. Like I think like, in, I, that's in like 18 years. Like, dude, right? Like we're, we'd still be relatively young. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think we're at the line where it's like we need to really like. Slow down. Like, really, really. Slow realize. it down, okay. have temper you, have, it. Have you heard about what happened with Lambda? No. That Google project, the uh, AI? No. No, what happened Okay, so there was like this AI that apparently, um, it went sentient. It started asking questions and like oh. the person started asking it questions and said, how do you feel? And it started describing feelings in like a detail where it was, it was eerie. So they had to shut it down. Yeah, that's, you know, see, and that's. You know, that, that's why I'm like, yeah, we're right at the line we need to be at. Like, we're you know, playing God. Right any <laughs> any further, then it's like we're, you know, well, and it's going to become like, you know, iRobot or something like that. You know, we're, you know, we're fighting robots because uh-huh. we've, you know, made them developed or like HAL 9000 uh-huh. and something like that. Like, where it's like, you're not going to turn me off. We're, no, I, I do what I want. Which, again, I, I think, you know, I think we're just going to. Because automation wise, I mean, we're not too far from saying, you know, Man, it's because the thing that scares me right now is just like, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard like the recent podcast, I think like four or five podcasts ago, for like two in a row, I was ranting about all the different fires that have been happening in mm-hmm. all the different farms and yeah. all the food production places and stuff. Right. So there's this shift potentially that's going to make us have a shortage of food, mm-hmm. which we're going to have to fill with artificial food. Oh, we're yeah. have to fill with like, you know, plant food yeah. and, and lab grown food. Which eventually, that's going to be the answer to us not starving. We're going to just be making our own food in the lab. Yeah. Bro, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is life, dude? Like, Yeah, and yeah, it's shit like that where it's like, yeah, we're, it's like, yeah, we're really going too far. But I mean... Why do you think people eat? Do you think people really eat because they're hungry? You think they just, they feel their, like, their body tells them they're hungry and then they eat to not be hungry. It's kind, so, of, well, it's kind of like drugs. So can you imagine if they create a society where now you're Neuralink, now you're all that shit we listed before, but you also don't even really have to eat anymore. Well, and that, that would They'll be... just turn your hunger off. They'll give you just enough vitamins and water to keep you alive forever. Mm-hmm. And you never really have to eat. Well, I, I mean, if that's the point we get to, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would definitely be a benef- be beneficial for these like societies like, you know, 
like Africa, uh-huh. South American societies where it's, you know, it's really uh-huh. like not good. But I mean, for a societies established like, you know, like America and first world countries, that's like, we, right. it's like, we don't need this stuff. We, we don't need, if we're going to develop it, uh-huh. can we at least use it where it's needed and actually, you know, you know, keep these places from being absolute, you know, disaster zones. Cause I mean, and Man. you know, and you know, you could say why, I mean, you know, corruption or whatever, but it's like, we right. can use this stuff, you know, again, we can use this stuff uh-huh. for good. We're not going to, uh-huh. we never do, but what are you going to do? Do it's, you, it's, it's just, I mean, for God's sake, we're trying to go to Mars. Well, unfortunately, I think it's going to, you know, we're going to have to figure that out soon because, you know, we, you, you think know, we're uninhabitable? I, I don't we're not going to see we're not going to see uninhabitability in our lifetime what do you, even our kids lifetime question but. what do you think is going on with Antarctica like what, what specifically like it melting or no 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 I, I mean it's apparently it's a huge piece of land right right it's a huge continent mm-hmm. how come nobody talks about it ever well and I, I, I think I think frankly it's just because like you know the summer it only gets up to like 32 degrees but the winter's negative like 90 and it's just i mean if you're not living inside a pod you're not i mean you're not surviving it so i think that's one reason why which the whole country the whole continent yeah uh, dude it's crazy. what do you think lives out there there's it's like maybe eight scientists that live out there on like a rotating basis but it's like you know like we definitely couldn't produce a city out there I mean, if we get to a point where That's Earth... That's crazy fucking thing about our planet, huh? Well, if we get to a point where, you know, like, play, like places start going underwater, which, again, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. It's going to happen, uh-huh. like, three or five generations down the road when uh-huh. this is going to really start becoming a problem. But then a place like that will become habitable, but then we're just going to run into the same problem like that. There. You know, we're going we're gonna to take it out of habitability, raise the temperature, and... That's nuts. You know, and I'm not, and I'm not one of those people that's like really like hammering on climate change because I do think some of the people, like you know, the people that, the alarmist attitude about it, like uh-huh. we're gonna die by 2030. Well, they've been saying we were supposed to be dead by the 70s. I yeah. mean, so I think I think people, you know, I mean, I think obviously we should stop polluting, mm-hmm. you know, stop turning this place into a hellhole. But it's kind of like George Carlin said, mm-hmm. you know, when when time comes, Earth's just gonna pick us up, lick us away. Like mm-hmm. you know, we're you know. It, Earth will like Earth, it, know, it knows what to do. It'll the planet itself. is to to oh, quote yeah, yeah. Carlin. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. <laughs> That's so, so true. Um, yeah, I mean, man, but man, shout out George Carlin, bro. George Carlin's <laughs> a motherfucking beast. Oh yeah, planet is fine. People are, you know. On that note, we've been going for a long minute. Yeah, I want to just finish it up with one last topic. So I'm gonna wrap it all around. Earlier, you brought up transhumanism, mm-hmm. and we talked about all these different advancements that potentially we're going to be adding to our bodies, and we're going to be, you know, really, really in the future. Where, what is the future, and where are we going? I, dude, if the planet is uninhabitable, and we're merging with technology in some kind of weird way, there's people who believe out there this has all happened before, and that. We're just like a farm creature for the aliens who came down here to harvest us. And that we're harvesting technology. But I think it's greater than that mm-hmm. now that we think about that. All right. So to tie it all back in now to the Lupe Fiasco lyric and how we were saying earlier that we're, our fears are that the 
going to get to the point where the, you know the Neuralinks are going to be downloading your your dreams mm-hmm. and downloading your aspirations and giving them to somebody else. What if our sole purpose on this planet was to create the technology to be able to harvest thought? Well, I mean, or a thought battery, or a fucking that, like a, I mean, a thought if, generator, an I'm, idea generator. I'm gonna. I mean, I'll just take. I'll just take the. You know, if if it's what we are, it's what we are. We're, like like if that's if that's where we're gonna go with it, that's where we're gonna go with it. I mean. If we're hell bent on doing it, you know, it's it's gonna happen. That's when the aliens come back once we're like, okay, you guys did exactly what we needed. You guys and, are starting to harvest these thoughts. Now our AI is gonna be super intelligent. Well, and I think you know, what if God is an AI? Yeah. Well, what we're if gonna we're, have to save this for another. Well, one. well, what? If, we're gonna have to yeah. save this. <laughs> we're probably just a simulation. That's what I'll say. Man, it's all a simulation. Just, just, just you know, just. Enjoy the simulation. Make make yourself happy. That's that's all you gotta do. Don't don't overthink it. Enjoy the simulation, guys. But yeah, man. Dude, it's been a great fucking conversation. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say before you wrap up? Anything that you're working on, or maybe just some a shout outs you want to give to somebody or, or anything, man? What, um, what are you thinking? I mean, I guess I'll, I mean I guess I'll take the moment to shout out. You know, my, you know my friend Chris and his band Lucky Lucky Dragon Number Five. You know oh, yeah. they're they're out doing some good stuff. I mean, for me personally, I mean I'm just I'm just getting you know I'm just getting my job going and you know just trying to trying to get established. Huh. You know, try to actually you know, you know, I don't know, just enjoy life at this point. I mean, I think I think I've worked hard enough and you know done all the schooling and crap. I can just work a job and kind of chill for a couple of years, but. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really the only shout-out. And then a uh, shout-out to uh, Christian, um, you know, New Thera Labs and, you know, Fresh Karma and all those, all those brands, you know, they're, you know, they're coming up in, coming up in the weed game, you know, so, you know, shout-out to them. They've, I, I've not, I can't attest for this stuff because I no longer smoke, but, you know, I've, I've heard they've got, they've got good stuff going on over there, so, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, and know, I've heard some good things get, about get the, get the homies on and, uh, you know, hopefully you can get one of them to come on here. And, Man, know, round of fucking I definitely want to get a... Yeah, Lucky Dragon number five on here. Talk a little about um, some music and stuff. And actually, let me see if I could um, see if we can close out the podcast with potentially a Lucky Dragon number five song. Yeah, man. But dude, I just want to let you know, man, you're welcome back any fucking time. Yeah, I'd this know. conversation has been <laughs> nuts. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to come back down the road. It's been, it's been good. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been good, but, you know, play us out with the homies' music. Fuck yeah. This song is called For Dead Friends by Lucky Dragon Number 5. Thank you for coming on, brother. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Uh-huh.